Welcome in everyone to episode 35 of the Battlecast podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Payne, joined by my co-host, Speedy Chief 2. Hold on, hold on. Did you just, did you just say episode 35? I, th- I did think I say 35? Beyond. Oh, my bad. I, so. uh, I meant to say 75. 75, yeah. okay. Sorry. Still a little jet lag, you know. You're, you're, you're fresh because you're, you're adjusted whatever time zone you're in at the moment, but... Me, not so much. We could talk more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a, a wild uh, week and a wild weekend, but yeah, man, it's good to be back. I'm excited for this episode. True. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about, so let's just get into it. But one of the last things we talked about for this upcoming week is that rematch, that Scarlet versus Violet, Caleb Peg versus Speediest Chief 2, Ash Ketchum versus Gary Oak rematch. And let's just say, I didn't have to wait however many years for Ash Ketchum to win that championship. I I came back and I took I, I took the W this time pretty decisively. W- would you say so, Speedy? Man, you know you just like to rub it in, right? But yeah. uh, <laughs> no, I uh, I got to see three of your Pokemon. So uh, <laughs> is that that's an indication? <laughs> here's, here's the funniest part i think i saw only maybe half of your pokemon maybe less even do any damage against mine because they just got outsped yeah yeah. they're all getting one shot before they can hit my pokemon <laughs> yeah it, the speed stat is insane in vg I, I know this is like super cringe for anyone who really plays vg and has kept up with the games but from pokemon go perspective this is really wild to me attacking first is like a massive advantage yeah especially if you're one-shotting everything too Dude, let me just say two words. Flutter main, man. Flutter main. That thing is uh, nasty. For those that don't know, slight spoiler for the game. So if you don't want to hear about it, tune out for like next minute. But essentially, Flutter main is the paradox form of Mischievous. Uh, paradox form essentially implies like either the past or future. So Scarlet is more all like prehistoric, like past Pokemon, and Bias all like futuristic ones. So I'm playing Scarlet, so all the Pokemon that I have exclusives in my game are a bunch of Pokemon. They're like prehistoric looking, like very different looking Pokemon of uh, a lot of the same Pokemon we have. So there's like prehistoric looking Salamence, a prehistoric looking Dawnfan, a Mistrevious, um, some other stuff too. A Jigglypuff. It's weird, but Jigglypuff's prehistoric too. It looks like almost like Frieza. Uh, from Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm not even kidding you. But uh, oh no, not even Freeze. Uh, maybe like Majin Buu, yeah. But um, <laughs> anyway, these Pokemon like they don't evolve. There's no mischievous. It's just mischievous. Uh, it's just uh, wait no, Mis- there's no mismagious, right? It's just mischievous. Uh, but like an yeah, ancient form right. of it. But it's super strong. Ghost, Ghost Fairy, and that thing was one shot, dude. I I didn't even know. I didn't even know I could hit both targets at once when I was using. It. I was like, "Wait, what? I can hit you with dazzling on both? That's so broken! Like, how are you hitting? How am I hitting you with nukes on both targets and going first every time? Like, it is kind of yeah. nasty." Well, speed yeah. is such a dominant stat in VG. Mm-hmm. Your um, your Salamence also has incredible speed, and uh, I yeah, think like you didn't get to see it. <laughs> yeah. See that Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. But, but uh, I didn't need to, right? Because I would have gotten yeah. outspeed anyway. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the ghost and fairy is the correct is the typing correct? Yes, ghost fairy. Dude. You got like Shadow Ball, Dazzle Gleam. You got Mystical Fire, so like a fire move for steals. Um, and you got uh I have power gem on it right now, but 
I probably want to change it for something else later. But um, yeah, it's kind of wild. I didn't even use it that much. I was using other stuff, but feels good. Feels good. So if you want to watch the results of that one, uh, that matchup and the one before, I will upload it onto my YouTube channel sometime in like probably next week. I was just telling Speedy right when we ended. I was like, you know what? Good thing I didn't upload that previous battle by itself because that was just punishing for me. I got to include both battles in the same video now, and that I feel a lot better about. You know, we had Speed was singing a different tune. You know, he's laughing and having a good time last time, and this time he's just like, dude, shaking his head every every turn, every step of the way. Dude, as Michael Scott once said, uh, "My how the turntables, right?" If you're watching, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously, it was uh, it was about as one-sided this time as it was last time, maybe even a little bit more so. So, I don't know. I, I think I need to uh, beat the game, you know, I defeat the other Titans. Uh, I already beat all the gyms. I need to beat Team Star and then go challenge the Elite Four, and then, uh, then we'll rematch again. To be fair to Speedy, too, I played like a good maybe seven hours or so straight going to Brazil. Um from when, oh sorry we didn't even talk oh yeah i think we mentioned about that last time that we we're going to brazil but yes we um uh, when we last week but when we we're flying to brazil this past week uh it was a long flight for me and i pretty much played the entire way <laughs> when if i wasn't sleeping or eating and it was a good time and i was also kind of jet lagged so i'll like wake up and play a bunch like when i woke up as well when they're like nothing else was going on in brazil but so you were taking like power naps and then like waking up and putting all that fuel into a uh, Pokemon Dude, Scarlet. for real. I mean, we'll talk about Brazil in a second. But yeah, essentially what happened was um, the first night. Well, funny enough, me and Speed were supposed to be on the same flight going there. <laughs> Do you want to share this? Do you want to talk about this? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, sometimes you get to the airport and you forget things. Um, yeah. Sometimes you forget one thing that you need for international travel, like a uh, passport. Uh, and in my defense, my defense, ever since London, I've used the same backpack and I never take my passport out, but I recently got a new backpack with like a bunch more pouches. It's got a lot, a lot more room in it. It's more, you know, professional backpack, I guess you could say. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, I just assumed it was there and I get all the way to new Orleans and I'm uh, looking through my bag and I'm like, Oh no. And I open both my suitcases. I'm like almost tossing the clothes out onto the ground, like looking for my passport just right there in the in the checkout or the in the check-in kiosk and I cannot find it for the life of me. So <laughs> turns out I uh left it at home and I ended up leaving the following day. But dude, e- even if I would have gone with you, there were a couple of delays in Atlanta as well, right? Yeah, honestly, you if you were able to book another flight from Mississippi to Atlanta, for later that day, like maybe an hour or two later, right? However long it takes you to go home, grab the password and go back. I don't know how far you live from the airport, but um, if you did that, you probably would have made the Atlanta flight because the flight was delayed by like two and a half to three hours, I think. Wow. So, yeah. But the thing is like, I get it. Like how, how would you ever expect that? Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think my option was like, uh, I, I think I was talking with uh, the Pokemon company. I could have gone back to the house, gotten the passport, then gone to Gulfport and taken like another one that routed me, I think back to Atlanta or maybe a different direction. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it would have been like a, a tight call. And I was like, you know, they have an identical flight the following day. And luckily they book us so many days in advance. So we're able to have these kinds of mistakes. Although I already told them it's never going to happen again. Cause that was super embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine they were pretty chill about it, i think and um 
Yeah, Speedish Chief too with his with this bad flight luck continues again. Um, Dude, I even preemptively sabotaged your flight, and I gave you. You did. <laughs> yeah, I think I I don't remember if we talked about this podcast or somewhere else, uh-huh. but I just remember saying thinking like, oh man, like you you, you know like Final Destination, you show up to like in the end of the movie. You sh- have you seen Final Destination? Yeah, of course, it's a yeah. classic. Yeah, so like you know, for those that don't know, you're just like the main characters are essentially trying to avoid death the whole time, and and they usually avoid death until the very end. They gather at they they end up gathering at the same place with other people like months later that they're trying to avoid death with, and they end up being on like the same like plane or train or something, and they all like end up dying together anyway. And I was just thinking, man, Speed Chief always got the worst travel luck, and like. Imagine like if you show up to the same airport at the same gate as Speedy Chief 2, you know the flight's going to be a bad time. But Dude, and it was. <laughs> but you spared me. You spared me. You weren't there. <laughs> so outside I the delays, I had some I, it was a fairly smooth flight. Yeah, I guess it could have been worse. But uh dude, I I'm honestly just so I I, I think we've kind of like started to talk about brazil but i'm just honestly so blown away that we've gotten these opportunities. It's it's literally crazy. Yeah, it's it, it wild. Um, so I'll, I'll catch you up on what you missed, right? For, for the day that, that, cause you, you showed up 24 hours later, but, okay. uh, so we land, we get there. Uh, you didn't really mess out too much. Cause by the time we land, um, we got, I got to the hotel like around like, I don't know, like nine o'clock or so really early. And the problem is, uh, you couldn't, we couldn't check in until 2 PM because <laughs> the previous rooms are still not like ready yet. And we couldn't even like pay them, you know, to get early access because other tenants were still there. Um, so me and uh, Freya, which is uh, one of the TCG uh, co- uh, commentators, uh, me and her were just in the lobby, and we we're just chilling. We played a little Scarlet Violet, but I was honestly just trying not to like pass out. Um, and then Butters and Gabby and Chip all arrived at the hotel after that. Uh, a few like maybe like an hour or two later and then we all just like walked around like got some food and they came back and much checked in but it was i was like about to pass out just like waiting for <laughs> the room and when uh, we got back to the room um we said like oh like let's just um i think it was around 4 p.m when we finally got in because i think once we were able to check in we hung around with some uh people from the pokemon company as well and we're just chatting and having a good time in lobby and playing uh, Scarlet Violet, just chatting. And then uh, Gabby and Speed, or sorry, Gabby and Butters was like, "Hey, uh, let's go to like a steakhouse. Let's go to uh, Fogo de Chao, right? They have Fogo in um, Brazil. It's also a steakhouse there, so seems like the best place, right? A Brazilian steakhouse in Brazil. So we decide to meet up at around like six or six thirty. They're like, yeah, let's just meet up at 6 or 6 30. Like, just head up real quick, like, get changed, you know, rest up, and we'll, we'll meet up for dinner. And I, I plug my phone in, right, to, to charge. It was low on battery. And I had one of those adapters because um, it's a different kind of power in Brazil. So I had to, you know, put in this big adapter and plug in my phone in. And I woke up and I was like, ah, I feel kind of rested. Wow. That was a nice power nap. Huh? And I look at my phone. I was like, it's dark out, but you know, the sun's been setting early, right? So I was like, I look at my phone. I'm like, huh. 
it's not turning on. And I realized that when I plugged it in, the out, uh, the adapter was so heavy that it fell out of the outlet. <laughs> so my phone just died. So my alarm <laughs> never went off. And when I finally got it charged, I checked the time and it's like 1130 PM. <laughs> so I completely missed dinner, right? At that point. And, and my sleep schedule is all weird now too. So from 1130 PM until the following morning when we had to get up and go to rehearsals and everything, uh, I just, I just didn't sleep because <laughs> like I, I, um, what do you call it? I, uh, or, or until I saw you, I guess, here I saw you the next day. Um, but <laughs> I just didn't sleep because I was awake. So I, I played a bunch of Scarlet Violet that night too. Man. So that's why, that's why I grinded so far ahead. But anyway, we didn't, you didn't really miss out much. You just missed out on some, uh, shopping, uh, shopping plaza food that we went to which wasn't bad it was still pretty good and waiting around in the hotel lobby and that's about it yeah i i think that's that first day is always good to like get adjusted because yes. obviously we're from eastern u.s time brazil is two hours ahead which is just so wild you never think mm -hmm. about it uh in that context but for you it's five hours different so yes. you know it's like 5 p.m is actually noon in california it's a it's a huge adjustment for you and two of butters. Well, there's a few things too. I don't know if you remember at the recording of my our episode last week, but you're like, "Oh man, I got a pack." I was like, "I was like, you got a pack, I got a pack." Like my flight's leaving sooner than yours, and you're like, "Yeah, but you're probably just not going to sleep, right?" I was like, "Well, probably not." And so I didn't really sleep because by the time we're recording, I had a pack, had to publish an episode, pack a little bit, record a YouTube uh, video, mm -hmm. and because uh, I just can't record the vid video easily abroad, and then went to the airport. And so I was running on no sleep, and then it was also a long flight, and I also played Scarlet for most of the flight. <laughs> so I, like, even if there was no time zone difference, me passing out at like 4 p.m. for five and a half hours straight. Uh -huh. Oh, no, it was no. Actually, no, 11.30. No, that's like seven hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I passed out for seven and a half Ooh. hours straight. So I had a full on sleep. Um, was expected given what I was doing. So mm -hmm. a little disoriented. But it was fine though. Yeah, you didn't miss out too much. And then you got there and you know, we had a great time. Uh yeah. you also missed out my my uh Mark uh Mercado. Uh, Mercado, I'm, uh, I don't know. Oh the yeah, pronunciation. Uh, my my whole I my whole uh fiasco there. But um, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. I want to say we got we got to talk about this because it's like pressing news, you know. Yeah, sure. pressing news. I'd let you break the story down. But a lot of things, a lot of big things happen in Brazil. But what's the biggest thing for you that happened in Brazil, Speediest Chief Two? Oh man, dude, I was gonna try to stall and find a way around your question, but the way you worded <laughs> it, it, I I have no way out here. I put you in a pinhole, right? Like you got. There's only one right answer here. Exactly right. No, no, no. But but in all seriousness, um, for people that follow me on Twitter or maybe you watch my streams, uh, Morita Pokemon. Uh, her real name is Mariana. Uh, we've been dating for a while now. I think about a year and a half. And um, yeah, um, it was just such a magical time here in Brazil and Sao Paulo. And I've been thinking about it for a long time. And I asked her to marry me yesterday. Uh, for reference, today is the 30th of November. I asked her on the 29th, and luckily she said, "Yeah." So, uh, man, it's uh, it's been—I just have no words. It's been amazing. 
Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely incredible. And the way you did it. So you got to break it down, like how, how you did it, right? Because I oh, saw the videos, okay. but obviously I wasn't there. So. Yeah. Okay. So, so you want the full story? Sure. Yeah. I think everyone wants the full story, right? Unless they're <laughs> heartless and they're like, I'm just here for Pokemon Go. Stop oh, talking man. about this random stuff. But you know what? Uh, okay. You're going to have to listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'll make it a. Uh... I'll, I'll give you like the abbreviated version, right? Okay. Um, so essentially we, we got back to the hotel room and I, I said, you know, we should do some trades for XLs, you know, before we, before we go. And she said, yeah, sure. And, uh, she opened up her phone and went to the trade menu and I said, oh, you know what? Why don't you, um, you know, get comfortable. I'll, um, I'll do the first trade for us. So I go into my inventory and her favorite Pokemon is Lapras. And in particular, something called Drip Lapras, which is the Lapras with the bow on it. And uh, I had one shiny Drip Lapras. And I found it in my inventory, and I changed its name to Marry Me, question mark. And mm-hmm. I began the trade, and I made sure to hand her phone back to her. And then I, like, stealthily stood over her shoulder and changed to my camera and recorded and um, I think it was, uh, it's something innocuous that she traded me. I'll let it be a mystery. I'll let people comment what they think she traded me in return. But um, she received the Lapras and it said, marry me. And then uh, I, you know, stepped from behind her and I had the ring and, you know, got down on one knee and I said some things, you know, private things <laughs> about us. And uh, she said, yes. And um, then we took a selfie in the mirror and that's been on Twitter and we're just, Honestly, I'll speak for both of us. We're so overwhelmed with the number. <laughs> yeah, probably 100 plus notifications every five minutes. Dude, it's, it's unreal. It's absolutely unreal. And I don't want anyone to feel like you know they're left out or that they're not appreciated. I just am like buried under notifications right now. I promise I'll get to it. But yeah, dude, it's just, it's crazy. I remember going into her first, uh, going into her stream for the first time and just sending a message. And she uh, recognized my name from Sylph Worlds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I went to a stream again and then another time. And I think after the second or third stream, she sent me a DM and thanked me for coming by. And then I went back again and she came to mine and we just sent more DMs back and forth and eventually got to the point where we just talked all day. And, uh, mm. yeah. it so just, uh, happened. it started that way. Yeah. And this yeah. is where we are now. That's wild. Long distance international relationship too. Yeah. That's dude. Beautiful. That's wild. Okay, so I got some logistical questions for you because I, I actually um so I saw the I saw the tweets, right? I saw the trade and everything. It's really clever. Cause when you trade, people like you can't see the nickname until it's traded to you, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh right, right. Cause I thought she was screen recording, but no, that makes more sense because you're recording over her shoulder so you can see it. But there's no um there's no audio, right? So like I, I assume you probably cut it out on purpose because just for privacy uh, reasons. Yeah, yeah, I cut it on purpose and then I uh put some music over top. I gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. I see, I see. But no, she um, wasn't screaming like, oh no, or anything. So. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be like, wait, wait, hold on. You, we gotta we gotta we gotta do this again. You gotta say yes for this one at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes for the recording, please. Okay, so so okay, so that makes sense. And then she you also, I think, posted a video on your Twitter about her POV because you show it showed you opening up the ring case. Was that yeah. recorded after the like you, you just reshot that one so people can see? Yeah, yeah, that was a reshoot. Okay, okay that was a reshoot because yeah. that makes sense because you didn't even 
because I was thinking, I was like, whoa, I was like, how does she know to record too, right? That's kind of wild. But also, <laughs> you also didn't say anything. You just opened the ring case. I was like, huh. I was like, I mean, I guess you could be a man of few words, right? I think it's understood. But the ring case is kind of, is there a blue light in the ring case? Yeah. So so it was. it's designed uh, to be opened at night. Uh, uh-huh. When you when you open the ring case a certain amount, the um, there's a light that triggers inside that illuminates the ring below. So I thought it was a cool touch. You know, it's more of a violet touch and not, yeah. as opposed to scarlet. It's more modern, you know? <laughs> yeah, it fits the shiny Lapras, right? I, yeah, I, I like it. Exactly. I like it. So yeah. her favorite color is purple. The inside felt of the case was purple and it was white on the outside with gold trim. So. Dang, you thought of everything. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, congratulations to both of you. Uh, a love formed through Pokemon Go and through through Twitch, I guess, in some ways as well, right? Because that's how you all met each other. Yeah. And um, it was my first time actually meeting Mariana as well um, in Brazil. So it was great to hang out with her as well over the course of the last weekend. Man, um, she's the sweetest. Thing. Her. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And dude, not only that, she's a great trade partner, man. She gave me a really solid Reggie Steel. Or Reggie Rock, I should say. It was like, like, like three hundred something. Dude, the, the historic run continues. Yeah. Thanks to your now fiance. So yeah, shout exactly. out to her. Um but yeah, that's awesome. Year and a half. Wow, it's been that long. It's like it feels like it's been a while, but also not, right? It feels like mm. I'm trying to think. So it was after, yeah, it was after you won Worlds. Yeah, it was during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, started to talk, yeah. That's incredible. Wow, okay. Well, that's that's great. I'm I'm glad. Ooh, so you had this you had this planned for a while, I assume? Like or like when when did you know? Yeah, I I've, I've had the ring for months. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's uh I I've had it for several months and have been planning and you know, um I was just trying to think of the right time because I could have tried to go back down to uh, Mexico city to be with her, but this just felt like such a crazy event. And it was also yeah. good because uh, she got to see a lot of the community as well. A lot of her friends mm-hmm. from Chile and Peru were at the mm-hmm. event. So it was just so wholesome to be around so many good people. And uh, you know, the pageantry of it all was just really awesome too. Yeah. Yeah. Brought together by Pokemon go and proposing after big Pokemon go events in Latin America too. So, so so let me ask, uh when is uh when is Mrs. Peng going to arrive? <laughs> Dude, you got, you got plans? I mean, Dude, I saw a tweet the other day and it was um it was I liked it because I was like, oh, this is perfect. It said status and it was it was like three boxes, right? First box, single, <laughs> second box, taken, third uh, box, playing Pokemon. <laughs> Fair enough. I am playing Pokemon, you know. I'm on that grind. Pokemon Go and now Scarlet too. It was Unite yeah. before, but Scarlet now. This is this is why. This is why I beat you in the rematch, you know. You were busy, you know, spending time with your fiance and planning all this stuff and you know, spending time with yeah. her, which is very understandable. And I'm like, this is my window of opportunity. You know, <laughs> Gary Oak is distracted. I gotta I'm dedicated now, you know. Oh but, man! Well, I mean, you made the most of it, uh, but now I have my return flight back. So, guess what I'm doing? Oh, the whole flight back. <laughs> Look, you do what you gotta do, man. Should we do, we do another rematch next week, dude? Yeah, let's, let's next keep, week let's, before the, before the next podcast. All right, let's go. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think 
uh, regardless of what happens, it's definitely gonna be closer because the first first I think like both weeks are very similar, but like just flipped. The first week I was super underprepared, right? You just had way better things. I had a I had a pupitar. I couldn't even bring my tarantula. Even not that it would help me, but I had a I had a pupitar, yeah. right? Um, that's how like underprepared I was. Yeah, and you had a whole freaking pseudo legendary guard chomp in your you know in your pocket, and this time around, dude, I had my legendary pokemon karaidon you know the one you ride around i have that yeah that's on my roster so like that that was the first thing you face right you didn't even see my you know pre- uh, like prehistoric salamance right i had all the all the end game stuff right so this time around like it was the complete opposite because you pretty much had the same pokemon last week as last week yeah. <laughs> when i saw when i saw the same pokemon i was like all right, let's go. I mean, I wasn't super sure, right? I was still a little nervous because no, I didn't really see your last team at full force because I didn't even see your whole team last time, right? I didn't know how it's going to go. I, I think uh, so, so. So I guess the first thing is that the uh, the flaming crocodile Pokemon, the new one, it's sub ghost type. That's why your um, Fluttermane was able to beat it, and also you you really underestimated the power of Fluttermane. That thing is a absolute animal. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Yeah, I I was looking, I was even researching like VGC strategies online and stuff, and I was like reading up on like what move sets I should run and like how I pair and stuff. I didn't have like the perfect pairings because I was trying to find a better IV, uh, something. Right, I'll save that for next week. A better IV something Ooh. for competitive, but I couldn't find one. I literally spent my, I think about like my nine hours back from a flight from brazil back to the u.s trying to grind out this one pokemon i was trying to get a better idea of but i couldn't find it <laughs> it's a lot harder to find the right ivs in vgc than pokemon go i will put it that way because pokemon go like if you're at a nest or you're at like a, a event you could probably find the good ivs you want to invest in right but um not the case here but anyway so next week is going to be interesting. Assuming you do beat the game by then, which you have plenty of time to, um, I think I think it'll be good. So we'll see. So anyway, to settle our last bets, you got to, what was it, for a week or for a month? Oh, yeah, for a week. You have to wear the wings, yeah. the Ultra until Beast the wings or something. Yeah. yeah, 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 until rematch. I think that's fine. Yeah. What do we want to put on the line for next week? Ooh, I have not thought this far ahead. Yeah, I just assumed I would win, so I didn't think I'd be in this position. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's three to four right now, so yeah. um, maybe I'll think of something before the end of this podcast, I think. Let's go with that. Okay. Let's go with that. Um, actually, oh, I got it. I got it. You oh, have you to. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, You have to name your legendary, the one that you use in in tournaments or battles or whatever. So I have my Karaidon, you have your Maridon, right? You have to name it after the other person. So I have to name my Karaidon Speedy, and you have to name your Maridon Caleb. For ever? Or just for a week? For eternity. <laughs> eternity? Oh, I know. It's raising the stakes, right? Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Look, I already got a Speedy in Pokemon Go. I, I don't need another one in VGC. So I'll do it if I lose, but I ain't trying to lose again. And here's the thing. like, Obviously, we're friends, right? We've got like a great friendship, but it's going to remind you of the loss every single time you look exactly, at it. Oh, exactly. 
that one. They're not going to remind me. I don't plan on losing. It's going to remind you. Uh, <laughs> Every time you bring out that Maridon, you're going to be like, ah, it's got Caleb's stamp on it. It's true. Dude, I don't know. There's a lot of Paradox Pokemon that I have not even encountered yet in the oh. game. So uh, I'm going to upgrade that roster. But, but yeah, yeah. But do we have a deal? We're going to put up the... Uh, Put up the the big the big bet for this one. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. I don't mind, you know. I don't mind naming my cried on Speedy if it comes to it. You know, it's like it makes sense. Like the guy's pretty fast as well. Yeah. So roll around makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But um, okay, I see you got your new outfit on. I like it. I like it. Uh, dude, I uh, hate it. <laughs> <laughs> really? You hate the wigs? I think it looks kind of good. Ah, uh, nah, man. I don't know. Mm. Uh, I'm not loving it for for a whole week. I'm not McLovin' it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, but um, okay. So anyway, um, we have we have our spat. All right, I'm looking forward to it now. Now I'm I'm now I'm feeling feel the pressure. I'm gonna have to gonna have to uh, have to train even Dude, harder. I I think honestly, if you just bring the exact same team, I think it'll be fine. Oh, you Don't want to bring the same? Wait, me and you, or or just me? Oh no no no, no just you. Oh. Just let me just let me figure out all the hard counters and uh, it will be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I think on it. I think um, on it. Let me. Uh, I don't mean to jump, but uh, going to uh, Brazil for a second. If yes, you don't mind. yes. No. Uh, how did you feel about the skits that we did? The Niantic Ultra Beast skits. It was cool. Um, I don't know how good my acting skills are, to be honest, but I think you and Gabby did great. Oh, Bro, when... you live in LA. You're an actor. Come on, dude. <laughs> You're a star. Come on. <laughs> it's not rubbing on, rubbing off on me. But it was, it was fun though to see like the FBI agent come in and deliver the package. For those that don't know, check out the vod. But um, we had, we were, you know, working with some Niantic people as well to help promote the Ultra Beast invasion event, and that happened. It happened to happen over the weekend when we're in Brazil, so we're help promoting it. It was cool, you know. FBI agent came in with a confidential file. The promo videos are great too, you know, the trailers and the the anchorman in the studio. And I actually watched part of the stream afterward after our first day because they were they were live streaming the event in LA. Funny enough, it's like a few blocks away from where I lived, so I easily could have gone there. But they're doing a bunch of ultra raids there, I guess, and they had. Um, ultra beasts, I should say ultra raids, ultra beast raids, and they had ultra beasts blown up against the big wall, and yeah. they were showing stuff. And it was cool for the most part. I didn't love the acting from the actors for that stream. Like they, that's probably that probably been better if they pre-recorded it. I don't. They record that live right at the spot, and I don't yeah. know. I mean, I thought I thought your acting, you and Gabby's acting, was better than theirs. <laughs> I will say that uh, it's yeah, it's a little bit tricky. I mean, there's not a whole lot to work with. I will say there were like eighteen thousand viewers watching that at, mm-hmm. at one point, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's pretty- yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty wild. And there was like, you know, giveaway codes as well. So that definitely drove. Oh, dude, always to, yeah. uh, exclamation mark code, right? But uh, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you. Um, I feel like because Pokemon Go is such a unique game, and there's there are these events happening in the game. I think this opens up like a whole new opportunity for us to do things during the streams that like VG, the trading card game, and even Unite can't really do because we do have like these in person activations. So. 
honestly, you know, it, it might've been a little cringe at times, right? Maybe the stream that night was a little cringe or maybe our skits weren't the best, but I think it, it opens up a, a lot of new opportunities personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it does. And it was overall, I think it was a cool integration. That event was great too in Sao Paulo, Brazil, because they had a bunch of gyms as well. And I, I like that, right? Because yeah, unfortunately there's always, there's not always, but a lot of times there are going to be events from Niantic booked on top of these different, you know, play Pokemon events, uh, the championship series essentially for Pokemon Go. And you know, that, that'll that happen. But I think props to Niantic for at least putting these Pokestops and gyms and stuff at these events so that you could play. Cause you're bound to, like, I think NAIC, right? North American International Championships back in June, they had this wireless community or dino community during that time. Yeah. And we're like, oh man, that's an important one. But if you're at the events, you were catching plenty of dinos, right? It was great. Um, you, you and Gabby are commentating for most of when that happened. So unfortunately you all miss out a little bit, but I think Butters had you cover at least. But Dude, I'm still really happy with, with the catches, right? Because like yeah, you said, yeah. there's stops, there's gyms, there's lures. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Exactly. Exactly. So I will say that was a nice addition. We were able to do some cell steel raids because we're in the southern hemisphere, which is nice. Um, Dude, huge question. Did you finish your research? Dude. You know it, man. Like Dang I said, it, dude. I, I forgot. Ain't, I ain't single. I ain't taken. I'm just playing Pokemon right now. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw you. You didn't finish it, right? You you did some, or you didn't do any. No, I did. Like I think I did the first step, and I got the uh, uh, Nile candy. But you have a Great League Celesteela now, right? Dude, I have a Great League Celesteela. I have another Great League Buzzwool. Dude, get out of here! <laughs> Dang it! Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. that was a nice research because it gives people another chance of getting low, low IV stuff. I think I have a great leak potential Cartana as well. So what? I got, I got all this. Let me let me double check real quick. Let me double check my Ultra Beast here. Um, yeah, I have a great leak Celestia. I have a Cartana that's fifteen twenty seven, so easily could reroll under. I have a oh, Guzzlord God. that's in the twelve hundred CP, so that's an easy reroll to always maintain. Make sure it's under fifteen hundred. I have a Feramosa in the eleven hundreds, not great, but it's a good option. And you have a Nihiligo as well, and yeah, and another Buzzwool. My Buzzwool is actually ninety eight percent. It's fourteen fifteen fifteen, unfortunately, the one I got. Oh, so. I don't know. I probably should just trade that. It's not, it's not super helpful. I think I already have a buzzwell that's like 98% too. That's above mm-hmm. 1500. So I might as well just trade that one. Feels Bro, bad, but like at the same that. time, you get more utility out of it. Huh? Just, just do the crimson stat. Or excuse me, crimson strat buzzwell to legend. <laughs> Did he hit legend doing that? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah I, I don't so. know. I don't know if I, I, I don't have to excel to make it work for Master League. I will say that. <laughs> so, also, I've not seen a single Buzzwell Master League, so my guess is it's not great. But <laughs> yeah, I uh, think you're, I think you're pretty correct there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, that being said, yeah, it was a great event. I think it was a great, um event for both Pokemon Go, I guess, for the Ultra Beast, but also uh, Latin America International Championships. It was it was a, a lot of fun time. Dude, uh, it was so hype. Best crowd we've ever been around, in my opinion. Yes. Yes. 100%. And we had our top finisher, J.W. Naldo, sweep yes. the whole tournament, which is huge. Uh, he played fantastic. Um, played really well. And he had a Toxpex on the team. Yo. Yeah, he did. Um, 
Poison Basti, man. I've been, I've been on that. I've been saying how good it is. That'll be interesting. But there's going to be a bunch of updates upcoming, so things may change. But we'll talk more about that um, later in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. But shout out to JW Naldo and the second place finisher, Gabriel. Um, uh, yeah, Yova. Uh, yeah, yeah, Yoba. Gabriel Yova. Yeah, I, I had to make sure I pronounced the name right because I was presenting the second place award. But Gabriel also played really well too. Um, a lot of hype dude. moments. Also, of speaking of the, speaking of the awards, dude, I, I gotta say it was pretty much unanimous amongst all the production, all the casters, people in the crowd, people in the stream chat. The suit that yo, I got a good suit guy in Hollywood. I gotta say, I got a good suit guy. Yeah, I had to bring the nice blue suit for this one for sure. Um. I think Dude. my only mistake is I had too many things in my pocket. It's like well like fitted. So I think like even if I have a piece of paper in my pocket, it sticks out. So I should have just sure. emptied my pockets there. But you know, I will make that correction for next time. But yeah, it was a it was a nice suit. Yeah, oh yeah, that's another thing with LEIC that I really enjoyed is I feel like the four of us, me, you, Gabby, and Butters, we got to do a lot more stuff on the big stage, right? Like you, yes. and Gabby, were introducing the stream. You introduced it both days, and um, you know, you had that whole championship Sunday little vibe. Okay, I haven't asked you this, so this is a live reaction. Was it good? Was it? It was good. It sounded good. Yeah, I I was. So when we we were in the production room, we couldn't like our headpieces were muted. But okay. I could hear you through the walls, and it sounded good. Okay. Yeah. I, would, I personally dude, I, I so concerned. <laughs> no, no, no. It sounded great. It, it came off natural. Yeah. Um, and the main thing is, I don't know how you feel about it, but because we we have to wear masks at these events, right? Especially when we're on stage. I personally liked having the mask on because I think it covered part of my face. So I feel like I felt more like invisible, right? Because I feel like if if my whole face was showing, I feel more exposed, right? Yeah, that's, that's how I feel. So I feel like covering the face up made it a little bit easier, I think, for me to play the part. But, um, but yeah, no, dude, you did great. You and Gabby did great thanks, too. Man. Thank you, uh, dude. I was such a shy kid growing up, and I'm still pretty shy. And this really? is again, like, yeah, dude. Seriously, I, me I'm still too. I was very introverted. I yes. used to. I don't know if I told you this. I used to when I go to Subway, I would not go to Subway because you have to go and tell your order. Like, no you way. Because, like, if okay. you go to, like, McDonald's or Burger King or something, right, you could just pick a number, right? And I just tell them the number. Right. I tell my mom to get the number. When we go to Subway, I'm, like, with my mom, and I'm, like, can you tell them what I want? And she's, like, what? It's, like, a, like 20 ingredients. No, you have to say what you want, right? Like, I'm not going to, like, go, like, telephone back and forth in front of them. So, yeah. and then I was just, like, all right, that's, that's fine. Let's just go somewhere else. Then. I don't want to go to Subway. <laughs> like, that's, that's oh, how it dude. was. I, I Funny enough, I end up working at Subway in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so you were making everyone else tell you it came full circle no i don't think anyone was as well maybe not not anyone but there were probably a few kids weird and introverted like me i shouldn't say weird i should say just very introverted and shy because yeah, it's it's not sure. it's it's not weird it's just a little different you know but exactly i mean with it, but yeah. i mean people that can just walk up and talk to anybody i think those people are a little bit sus sometimes but you know nothing nothing against them but uh it's mm-hmm. it's a pretty different um range of personalities i would say but yeah dude i was super i was super introverted super shy didn't really like to talk to people and and uh was pretty closed off but uh, the best advice i ever got i forgot who told me but the best advice i ever got was to pretend like you're the host of a party mm-hmm. and just pretend like this is your house you know people are coming in uh you've got guests you kind of like separate yourself 
from what's actually going on in front of you. You could, mm-hmm. It's not like you step out of body. Some people say that they go up on stage and they just black out and then they, you know, say all the things they need to say and everything is great. And they're like, oh, how was it? I don't remember. But that's not, that's not exactly my approach. I just have like a, a host mentality, right? Like you have to right. separate yourself and you say, if, if I mess up, it's not like me personally. It's just, you know, the event and what I called for and, mm-hmm. and we'll like laugh about it later. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, but there was minimal mess ups, I think, at least when I, I, I didn't really see any actually when I, when I saw you do it. So it was good. Yeah. That was good. It was cool, man. I mean, like you said, Go has typically been, at least so far, because we're so new, we've been like the third wheel of sorts. Mm -hmm. TCG and VG are the OGs, and we have like so much respect for them, and they intro most of the shows. So getting getting the intro gig was like pretty sick. When I saw that on the, the, uh, what's it called, run of show, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh man, I I was super nervous. (laughs) Oh, were you? Oh, I I was nervous, but I, 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 I didn't notice that you were nervous at all. Uh, nah, dude. That's good. You're born for it. Likewise, man. dude. You, you've okay. So again, like, not trying to, uh, you know, compliment too much. I don't want to. I don't want to gas Caleb up because we've already seen. <laughs> I know. I mean, you already got name of Pokemon after me next week, so we, we got, I know my head's oh, already going to get too big. <laughs> we'll see about that. I'm not trying to gas Caleb up, but you, you did have like a command of the room when you announced the winners, and uh, yeah, dude, the way you announced with such confidence, you were like, "Yeah, let's get it." I think that really helps to sell it to the crowd, right? You have mm-hmm. to buy in before anybody else will. True. True. Exactly. Yeah. I I will say too, and these, again, super grateful for these experiences. I think the biggest thing is like every time we do one of these things, we just get like kind of like sharper and sharper, right? Like we still might make mistakes here or there, but there's there's so, I feel, I don't know about you, but I feel like for me personally, like every time I go to these, I feel like I learn so much, you know, not not only about like this industry, but also about myself and how like you know my strengths and weaknesses right and things i could prove upon because i always watch back the vods like maybe not the entire vods because they're very long but i watch back a lot of the parts that i'm in just to see like what are things i could have done better because i used to be really like shifty eyed like if you look if you look at us at our first international the euic europe international championships in april you were you were pretty good actually off the bat in my opinion but you've done so much gbla like you were you're ready right for me i like i haven't done any official casting stuff much right i've done mm. you're there but i was like oh, i had like really bad eye contact with the camera and i was just like saying weird <laughs> stuff i had weird lines we said absolutely like every other word right yeah it's just, it's just wild but and i'm not saying i'm perfect by any means now but there i think every time we go to these it's it's a great opportunity to kind of build upon it and be better and stuff and mm-hmm. Um, that's always something yeah. I admired about a lot of these like seasoned casters, right? When you watch them, they just look natural. They look like they're meant to be there, right? And I feel like for me, at least, I have uh, like felt a lot of imposter syndrome. Like, am I supposed to be here, or did I just get lucky and they don't want to fire me, right? Because like it's just <laughs> like I was like, yeah, I'm not messing up big enough for them to fire me, but like it, it, you know, it's, no, it's, dude, it's exceeding um, their expectations, yeah. So, so to be honest, I, I really feel like you bought in. I think after EUIC, you really like dialed in and decided like this was something you really wanted to do. And I've seen just through every step, I've seen you just improve drastically and just become more comfortable. I think is like the main ingredient here because if you're more comfortable, then everything else comes more more easily after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, dude, I, I didn't think you were bad by any means to begin, but yeah, like you said, I've done a lot of uh, grassroots stuff and. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I think we're all in the same tier, and I have a lot to learn from all you guys. Gabby, Butters, uh, Wholesome, everyone else on the team. 
I think has something unique that they bring. And yeah, I mean, we're going to go through lots of cycles of this, hopefully. So we'll just keep getting better. Yeah, I think the biggest thing also is, you know, embracing what you're good at, right? And I think that was the main thing that I was trying to figure out. Like, what what is what is really my kind of contribution? What, you know, what's something I can focus on? Because I'll never be, I'll never be like you, right? I'll never be like, you're like, oh, you have like the perfect like cast voice in, you know, persona or whatever, right? I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to be speedy. So I got to stop trying to be like speedy, right? I got to lean into what I'm better at. And I, I will say shout out to, to Tua Butters because that I, I've, so I don't know if you know this, but besides me casting with you at EUIC in April, every single regional, international, and worlds, every single person I've commentated with has only been butters <laughs> this entire time. <laughs> so man's like my ride or die now, you know? And and I feel like, and he's mm-hmm. obviously really great at casting too, but I feel like we just play off each other really well and just like gotten better and better, which is nice. Because um, we've been through it all, right? There's times where like, like, yeah, we had to, you know, kill some time and just talk about the most random stuff. And we got to do it, right? Like, we, we got to both be, like, fully committed to this. Otherwise, it's just going to look really awkward on stream. Um, exactly. But also, at the same time, like, when there's hype moments, like, we're both, like, super into it, too. And it's, it's really nice to play off of that. Um, I did briefly cast with you and Gabby at NAIC, too, when your flight stuff got messed up, too. So, I guess you, you like, briefly <laughs> casting with you and Gabby as well there was pretty nice. But for outside of that, for the official um pokemon events it's just been me and butters besides with you that first time at uic so yeah um, dude butters yeah. is the ultimate hype man i have so much love uh-huh. for butters dude and he's yeah. uh, his energy is infectious like no mm-hmm. matter what if you're sitting next to him you you can't help it you just you get yeah. really excited about the screen what's happening no absolutely and that's what like uh, like i've learned to play off of right i was like, like he's really good at the hype stuff so you know what i'm gonna lean into that a little bit and really like part of it's like if I if I get him hype, right, I also feel hype. So I'm like, yo, you gotta see this, right? This is gonna be on this next team or whatever. And like he'll do the same for me. And just like it's just easy to like banter off of, which is nice. And Dude. he's good too. I I got I gotta give him props, right? I think I give him like a lot of crap or like I, I like make fun of him a lot, but he yeah, knows yeah. how to take it, right? <laughs> like he he's good at taking it which is good right like he can he can take the joke well he's not like he doesn't take it personally which is nice and it's it's good because i feel like that's the kind of person i am right like i think like i'm nice but i also like to roast people a lot you know like like if if you think about these bets like none of these bets are like comfortable for you right you gotta change your legendary your only legendary pokemon your roster to my name right like these are like things that like oh like it doesn't make you feel good but it's mm. but it's nice. It's like a little um, I don't know, it spices things up, right? It's yeah, uh, yeah. But I was uh, just gonna say, I, I think one of the best parts of you and you and Butters um, partnering is the banter. Like uh-huh. Gabby and I will never have the same banter that you have, mm-hmm. just because you guys actually like you know, uh, you know. I'm trying to think of the right word, but you make fun of each other, you poke fun at each other, you uh-huh. make jokes, you make little inside jokes as well, and like. <laughs> yeah. make- People don't realize it because they're just watching the show. But you know, being in those back rooms and the conversations before we go out, I know what you guys are joking about when you point out a certain thing. There was a moment during the LAIC where Butters is trying to find a way out of the conversation with you, and he can't find a way out. He's like, "You know what, Caleb? You got me this time. I don't know what to say." Uh, I love it. I love it. So good. 
Yeah, yeah. For those that are watching, like it doesn't stop when we got off get off air. It probably gets worse actually. No, <laughs> when we get off air, I'm like, you know, it's it's butter roast butter central, you know. <laughs> Burnt butter, you know, that's pretty much how it is. Yeah, but pretty much dude. Um speaking of things that butter's mentioned too, I will mention this. Uh we'll talk more about this later in the podcast, but there's a recent uh upcoming update for GB uh for Go Battle League, but also Pokemon Go PvP movesets. And one of the yes. things is Ampharos is getting Brutal Swing, yeah. which is definitely a big difference, right? It's going to give it a nice coverage move for things like Trevenant and, and a decent bait move, right? You don't really need too much electric damage with Thunder Punch because you're already doing so much damage with Volt Switch, and Ampharos already hits pretty hard. So he'd be, he'd be all hype about this Ampharos stuff, and he was like, oh, you get high horsepower um, on... You know, I think on on like pilot swine, mammal swine, and also you get, um, you get brutal swing on Ampharos, right? He loves electrics too, right? So he's like, yes, oh my god, just favorite type. great. As he tweets this, he tweets this out, right? Roughly about that, and I will say, <laughs> oh, so I'll, I'll say what I respond first, and I'll say what I'm going to say. So I responded. I said, you know what? I'll transfer my Bastion if someone wins a regionals or internationals with an Ampharos on their team. In the next three months. I say three months because that's like how long the Go Battle League season is. So um, who knows what's going to happen afterward. I don't want to say like for like lifetime for the whole year because who knows. Maybe it will be really good. But at least for the upcoming meta, I'm willing to make that prediction, right? And uh, first off, <laughs> I ratioed him on his own tweet. His tweet got 78 likes. I got 104 likes, right? But I think, <laughs> I think, part, of, well, I think part of the likes were like hate likes. They're like, oh yeah, I want to see Caleb transfer, right? Like it got like 11 t- retweets. <laughs> that so a lot of people are like oh okay let's see it right so butters is like all right deal he's like let's go like let's go with the shadow Ampharos. And, and to be fair to him like it's a it's a it's a win it's a win-win right he either he either you know nothing happens right and it's no big deal he doesn't owe me anything if he loses or i transfer bastion he's proven right so um so i'm like all right let's do it so we'll see i i don't know and a lot of people are like what if everyone in the whole tournament brings the Ampharos? I was like, good luck. I mean, there's definitely tryhards that aren't going to try it, right? Like, can you imagine Arrow bringing Ampharos to Arlington? Nah, Dude. Nah, no way. No way. You know, there's a lot of people that are not going to fall for that, right? They're not good. They're going to try hard. They might bring Ampharos counter, but they're not going to bring the actual Ampharos. But hey, if everyone does just to see, like, try to get Butters to win, Good luck. I mean, they don't have to use the Ampharos, right? But having like a True. six Pokemon that you could barely use on your team is still kind of tough. Well, um, well, here's the thing: uh, we saw at LAIC Toxapex kept Alola Ninetales on the bench of the Grand Finals. Like, what is true. it? Three, three out of four games. If you put Ampharos on your team, and now that the Wing Attack buff has been announced, if people start bringing Pelipper and you've got an Ampharos, it basically becomes five versus five at that point. Oh, you sound like you sound like you know who. Uh, you sound like you already have a sign on this bet. No, dude. I'm just saying. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a spice believer, man. Did, okay, I, I I ask you for real though. Do you think it's possible? I mean, out of all the regionals and internationals coming up, not just one in North America, but like in Europe, and you know, Asia, Latin America, all, all the places. I think. Um, so personally, I think three that three, yeah, three months, uh, three months time span. Uh, I think there's still too much ground in the meta. Natal yeah. Queen got a bit of a nerf, but I still think it's going to come around. Swampert's better than ever. And then uh, Galarian Stunfisk is not going away. I think it's really tough to bring Ampharos. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just so glassy, too. It's not even just the electric yeah. pack, right? Like, it's like, exactly. 
if this thing hit like it did, but had the bulk of maybe like Dedenne, then that'd be different. Dedenne is also not even just like, I mean, Dedenne is not super bulky. It's got some bulk, but it's also typing solid, right? You have fairy, so you resist yeah. a lot of like counter damage and dark damage, and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. and dragon damage, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. You know, I. Not a fan of losing bets, but you've already proven me wrong a couple times here on this podcast. It's, the score's three to four. I feel like by next week, though, by next week, I'm gonna take a lead. I'm gonna, uh, win, the, I'm gonna win the Scarlet Violet one, and then we'll win another one that we'll get to. Uh, we'll get to in a little bit. But anyway, overall, my final words for Brazil: amazing yeah. time. Uh, thank you. I don't know if anyone from Latin America listens to our podcast. Or anyone that attended um, LEIC, they will listen to it. But for if they do, a big shout out and thank you to everyone that was super welcoming to us. You know, I think like it, the atmosphere is amazing. You know, the support they had for one another was great, but also like their, you know, how friendly and they were welcoming to us being there was uh, awesome too. And I just wish we could have spent more time. <laughs> Unfortunately, like most of us um, had to dip out literally right after that tournament, right? Like we like changed at the venue and just like went straight to the airport. So, I would definitely love to go back sometime and really, you know, explore. And I think the biggest thing I learned is how hard it is to navigate around an area or community or country that doesn't speak any language that you predominantly speak. Like there were some people that spoke English, right? Uh, But I think a lot of locals probably didn't a lot because, you know, it doesn't, they don't need to, right? They're just speaking Portuguese. Maybe some of them speak a little Spanish, but um, outside that's fine. And I just felt like, uh, deer in the headlights, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. shout out again to Butters because he was pretty much our translator when we walked around because he knows some Portuguese uh, because his girlfriend's from Brazil. But you know, he was able to do some stuff for us. But like, even when we hop in an Uber, they're like, "Oh, sit in the back seat," because he didn't want someone sitting in the front seat. I was like, "What?" I was like, "I don't, I don't know what's going on." Right. So my commitment is when I don't know when it's going to be, but before I go to Brazil next time around, I'm definitely going to learn more portuguese i know how to say thank you yes and no and that's it <laughs> so yeah pretty much i need to, I need to increase my vocab past that yeah yeah it's yeah. it was really yeah an insane experience and again shout out to two butters as much crap as we give him especially you caleb i think it's like majority of the crap comes from you uh no seriously and the trip was amazing and i just think that that last part needs more emphasis you guys literally brought your suitcases to the show went into the bathroom after the show changed clothes and then got in a shuttle went to the airport mm-hmm. like that's how immediate that transition out of brazil was yeah yeah it was uh it was a quick turnaround but you know we have we have things to get back to too so like i'm glad to be back after a week but yeah it was a it was an amazing time as well speaking of which i actually still have a pokemon in one of the brazilian gyms <laughs> it's been there no for way. almost three days yeah two days and 21 hours yeah i have my uh perfect chancy in there so holding down i haven't been feeding as many berries you think i get to gold before it gets knocked out i'm gonna try It'd be tough, man. Is it kind of like a remote gym somewhere that we just? It was one back? that I dropped in on the highway going to the airport. So I think that's why I have, people haven't knocked it out yet. I think it's just like one yeah. of those like people just been dropping in. So it's I've been I need to be better about it because I have a bunch of berries I need to dump, and that's just free stardust. So um, yeah, let's see if we can get it to gold. That'd be cool, gold gym in Brazil. Yeah, but, would be cool. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, 
great time. Food was great too. Maybe not the best if you're vegetarian or vegan, but I'm not, and neither Speedy, and we had some great food. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. It's absolutely yeah. amazing. I don't know how Brazilian stays so fit and looks so good when they eat like all this steak and meat and cheese and dude. It's awesome. I, yeah, fruit. I think it's. I I don't know for sure, but I feel like part of it is their food is fresh. I feel like a lot of food in the U.S. and North America is not as fresh. You know, like at, at least just as fruit as basics. I remember Butters is telling this, like the fruit in Brazil is very fresh. Like you got to get the juices, actually juice. It's not like some processed, you know, yeah. thing with sugar added to it, whatever, right? It's actually like real, real stuff. And so I wonder if that's part of the reason they have just not just fresh fruit, but fresh, you know, their meat is fresh and the vegetables and everything. And that like helps a lot. Mm-hmm. But, I agree. Yeah. The fresh ingredients make a big difference. The, mm-hmm. the amount of preservatives in uh western food is is pretty insane and you just don't realize until you go out of country so again like Mm -hmm. these experiences i don't know man can you believe we did frankfurt and brazil in the same year and the year's not even over dude it was only like seven months ago that's the wild part what in the world yeah it is sorry everybody we're just we're just reminiscing a bit here maybe you're reminiscing with us maybe you're remembering (laughs) when we, we opened the stream in frankfurt and i had the cable in front of me and then they like yelled in my ear to put the cable over my back i don't know maybe maybe, maybe oh for- man so much <laughs> has happened yeah so much you know, i got a new suit since then like was, you know we had to upgrade ever since i saw speedy suit and euic i was like i need to upgrade my wardrobe <laughs> <laughs> yeah man, me too it's it's an uh, ever-changing process yes yes most definitely but anyway we talked a lot about None of the events upcoming for the most part. So yeah. let's get into it. Let's get into it. So um, yeah, we have uh, a mega events coming actually. So this is a pretty big one. Um, it is going to be the, oh, let me find it. It's going to be the like mega, megas for the Hoens. Mega Septile, Mega Blaziken, Mega Swamper into the Hoen Mega Raid Day. And this yes. will be kicking off the season. It will be happening on December 3rd, which is upcoming. This is upcoming Saturday from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Mega Sceptile, Mega Blazing, Mega Swamper. They can all be shiny. And also on top of that, any of them you catch from the raids will also have the community exclusive moves, Frenzy Plan, Hydro Cannon, Blast Burn. You know it. right? And you get up to five additional free raid passes. And you have increased chance of encountering shinies. Like, it's great. Yeah, yeah. What you I'm think? excited, dude. I, I'm excited. I think the one thing I need to do is I need to build in a mega evolution schedule into my calendar, just so I know. Like on Tuesdays, I do my my tier twos, or on Wednesdays, I do like these ones that I I need to start building because the megas are so important, man. I played um, Hoot Hoot Spotlight Hour with Marita, and she got like over 160 XLs, and she only caught like 160 Pokemon because she's mm-hmm. got a tier three uh, Mega Pidgeot. It's it's insane. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a game changer for sure. Yeah, she's got a lot of, uh, megas. I remember we compare numbers. I can't remember how many she said she had, but like, it was a lot more than I had. And I thought I've been like decent on the grind. Yeah, um, she's got like 15 or so of the tier threes. It's pretty nuts. Dang, man. You gotta catch with that fiance, man. She's she knows <sighs> I know, what's going dude. on. I'm getting yeah. outgrinded by my fiance. Hey, that's not a problem. That's not a bad problem to have, you know. That's you'll you'll she'll she'll never judge you if you're if you're out if you're busy playing Pokemon. If anything, she's going to judge you for not being busy playing Pokemon. That's true. <laughs> so, 
That's some people they're like, oh man, that's what's holding me back, you know, my my spouse or my significant other for you, like yeah. well, y'all get to do this the defense the together. There's, there's no better time than that, right? I got her a copy of Scarlet. I'm just waiting for her to download oh, it. Oh nice. Oh, I already see you. You trying to see all her flutter mains? Man, this this guy trying to get ready for, for the next for the next showdown. Let's see yeah. how it is. I'm like I'm like, babe, no pressure, but uh if you can get this done by next week, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i will say uh going back to vgc for just a brief second it is pretty quick to level up your pokemon like especially if you do these raids and get like the rare candies and stuff like it's actually pretty fast it's pretty easy to power up stuff and when we battle it's always level 50 so or at least like the official formats so it's like you don't really need you don't it doesn't need to be like level 99 or 100 or whatever you know? yeah i think that's i think leveling up to the max level is good in case you want access to certain moves like yes. if you only learn Avalanche at seventy five, then maybe mm-hmm. that's what you should push for. But otherwise, yep. like you said, being locked at fifty is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yep, most definitely. Um, but yeah, so this will be good. Uh, you, it's a, uh, it'll be cool to have these debut. Um, Septile is, is it just pure grass? It is right. So yeah, yeah Septile is know. pure grass. Blaziken though is fire and fighting, so that'll be good. And the Swamper mm-hmm. ground and water, so. So the Blaziken and Swamper for the Mega Bonus is really nice. Also, I don't know about Mega Blaziken, but Mega Swamper definitely could be good in Master League. Mega Sceptile, I'm yep. not really sure. Again, grass types are kind of weird. But Blaziken might be interesting, especially because it has counter, and counters are such a good move, right? Like, you beat mm-hmm. the steals with it. You're kind of stuck against, like, Giratina and stuff, but so is a lot of things. So um, Exactly. But yeah. Mega Swamper should be good. I have hundreds of all of them, so... I'm excited. I could just mega evolve without any worry. Because for me, I'm always like, oh, I don't know. I, just, I don't want to feel weird mega evolving something that's not like a hundo, which is why I still don't have a Celix, even though I have a bunch of um candies <laughs> for it. I have, yeah, I have 870 Celix mega candy. <laughs> I haven't evolved one yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's fine though. My Swamper will cover my ground megas if, if need be. Yeah, I mean, I know we'll get into it later, but in the new season schedule, there's Master League, Master League including Megas coming up, right? Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah, I mean, we could get into it because that's pretty much the Mega events. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. We have the Mythical Wishes and GBL Season 13. Essentially, it's named the Season of Mythical Wishes. Yeah, Mythical Wishes. Season of Mystical Wishes, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, but uh, I'm thinking like Season of Light, but this, it doesn't really say like Season yeah, yeah, of Mystical yeah. Wishes. It's just called Mystical Wishes. Anyway, that'll be starting tomorrow. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. What were you going to say? Sorry, I can't hold it. Uh, so I just ran The Sims for Master League, including Megas. Oh, and it appears that Mega cool. Swampert is up here at number one. Oh, nice. I mean, you know, obviously probably some bait potential, but still pretty good. Mega yeah. Swamper? Oh, yeah, because Gyarados, Mega Gyarados is not flying, so it's not going to resist the Earthquake. Exactly. They have Mega Gyarados running Bite, so I think I need to adjust a few things, but it looks pretty promising so far. All right. All right. You know, finally a league I could play in. I could say competitive. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, there's more to that later because uh, there's some stuff about Excels. Anyway, um, Season Light, or, or not Season Light, Mythical Wishes starting December 1st, tomorrow. Thursday at 1 p.m. Uh, PSC or GMT minus eight. So kind of late for some people on the Eastern Hemisphere, but mm-hmm. it's what it is. Make sure you collect that, you know, to drop that star piece for the Stardust Rewards and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, we kick it off with some Great League and Great League Remix, which I think is a fine league to start off. And then we have Fighting Cup Great League Edition 
remix. Um, again, we have the specialty cups for just one week at a time. And we have like two weeks of the open leagues, like Great League and Ultra League. I don't know. We talked about this before, and I've never been a huge fan. I feel like you said you're not a huge fan either, right? It's just a lot to like wrap your head around. What are people's thoughts in that are listening, right? Drop it down in the comments below when when I tweet this out, right? Tweet this promo out, mm-hmm. uh, and let us know because I I don't I don't love it because again, like some of these, especially stuff that are Ultra League, like there's a Holiday Ultra League edition, and it's one week to make Holiday Cup ultra league pokemon which is so expensive and like a lot of these limited specialty fun cups they're limited so like if you have a great time with it that's it you're only playing for a week and who knows when the next time you see you might not see it for another year right yep. um because yep. holiday cup is simply only once a year so you won't see holiday cup again for another year and that's i don't know i mean like i feel like if you like the meta like it's a good time to play if you don't like it they will have another option but i just feel like it's weird to have the fun like specialty cups be only for a week and then the stuff that we've had forever we've had great league for years ultra league for ultra league massively for years having that for like weeks and weeks i get for some people they're like the climate stuff but it just feels a little stale and also like the thing is even if you like to climb those leagues they'll always be around you'll be able to climb in it multiple times in a season right yeah but so so would you like to have two different specialty cups running at the same time no, honestly, I, I like how it used to be. We're just two weeks of everything. Like, So let's say if we see December 1st to December 8th, it's Great League, Great League Remix. And then December 8th to December 15th, it's Great League and the Fighting Cup, Great League Remix, right? I would just prefer it says December 1st to December 15th, Great League, Great League Remix, right? Just two weeks of each. Like, just keep it simple, right? That way for mm-hmm. people that really love to climb in the open leagues, they still don't lose any time on that. And for those that like the Specialty Cups, they don't they get an extra week like we used to have. Like, what, what, their old system was fine, I think. I think they went to the one-week system, and I don't know if this is exactly the reason, but it was certain to interlude season because there was no rankings to, like, try and spice it up, so every week they have a different meta, right? And I think, like, they've just gotten yeah. stuck into that. But for me personally, I feel like I've seen a lot of this on Twitter, too. It just feels weird to just yeah. rotate it every week, you know? And that way, also, like, I feel like it's might ease up on for some people at Niantic. They don't have to come up with all these random cups because they have like mm-hmm. half the amount of random cups they have to come up with. And they can just really focus on making the random cups they do bring really good rather than like, oh, now we're going to have like Willpower Ultra League or, you know, all this stuff. And like sometimes like they're good and sometimes they're like really unbalanced. You know, like fighting cup the first time around, I didn't even touch it, right? Um, we were in London at the time too, so it was fine. But like yeah. it just was so imbalanced, right? And I'm glad mm-hmm. there was a remix edition now. But like, again... You know, it just it'll happen when you have so many different cups. But that's just my yeah. my personal opinion. What what do you think? I um so on fighting cup in particular, I felt like that was uh that was very much targeted towards worlds because it was a player versus player competition for the mm-hmm. first time ever, and I felt like it uh it really aligned more with the world's theme. So I would have liked. Based on the bad uh, negative reception that it received the first time due to the new additions like like uh, Sneasler, Buzzwool, and the dragon fighting types, it got a, I think it got a pretty rough uh, kind of reception by the player base. I would have mm-hmm. liked to see it come back next Worlds so that there would be more time to change up the cup and right. then maybe you can do the remix as well. So I think it's a little bit soon for it to come back. But I, I don't know. The, the two-week versus one-week thing, I kind of think of it like a buffet. You walk in, you're super hungry, you get like a huge plate of food, and you get like halfway through the plate of food, and you're like, you know what, I didn't need this extra set of crab legs, like this is too much. 
right? So oh, you look the at these crab legs. Cups. You got to finish the crab legs. <laughs> oh, that's that's fair, but but you look at these specialty cups. Like you said, you don't want to spend like three hundred thousand dust to build an ultra league. Uh, you know, whatever it might be, a Clefable or something, just for this one limited meta, if it's going to go away in a week. And then if it is a uh, a non-XL Pokemon, the Classics Cups are going to be gone soon too. So that's like even more wasted resources, right? Yes, exactly. You're you're right. Yeah, it's almost like going off your analogy. It's like you go to this buffet and and they take your plate away early, right? You don't get to finish it all. Yeah. You know, you don't get the full feeling, right? I'd rather be like, all right, I'm ready for the next cup, rather than be like, dude, like what? Like, I didn't get a chance to even play enough, right? Because if you want to go for the next cup, you can just take a few days off or you can just go to the other league. But I don't know, it just feels, it just feels like I'm always rushed every week to like learn a meta and do it and then like mixing those gone, right? Um, yeah, exactly. But, you know, for exactly like this, this other one too, this last week, it was catch cup for a week. But like people are making a bunch of, maybe they're making new things just for catch cup and they just, like that's it, right? I mean, obviously, they could use for future stuff, but I don't know. It's it's just, I mean, say what you want about catch cup, but at the same time, like if you're going to spend the investment, like at least you know let us use it, right? Mm-hmm. But, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe we just uh, maybe we're just complainers, dude. Maybe we haven't thought of that. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe people that's are listening. True. Like, that's true. You know I what? Mean, I like the one week fun cuts. I, yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious how it goes. I won't do a whole poll and everything. Like, just let us know, right? It is because I think polls for this stuff can be I, not the best accurate sense of data, right? Like my following, I don't know. It's just not, it's not, you're not really assessing the entire PvP player base. So it could be very skewed. I don't want people to like misinterpret the results too, because who knows how accurate they are. But just, yeah, sure. just let us know what your thoughts are. Maybe you have any suggestions, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, a bunch of new cups, and this will be ending all the way on March 1st. So March 1st, um, when that rolls around, that's when the whole Amphros winning of regionals internationals wraps up too. That bet. <laughs> so if no one's won uh, international regionals with Amphros by March first, uh, I, I take the win. I take the win. But we should probably set up our own bets. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that yeah. a little bit later. We'll get to that a little bit later. But this is a big one. This is a big update regarding okay. classic cups. And this was says from Niantic, the official website. Trainers as XL, a uh, candy XL have continued to become more accessible. Uh, thanks for becoming available after low 31. Rare candy XLs also become potential for rewards in person raids. We will be retiring classic cup format after this season. We will be running premier cups more frequently in the future, though, instead. But there will be no more like you can't use XL Pokemon. So for one, a few things. One, for those that are like saving up like weird spreads for Great League, like, oh, I got this like rank one level 50, like level 40 Bassidon. Like just transfer it, right? They're not going to, like, some people are theorizing they're going to have a great league, like, we, a uh, great league classic. I'm like, no, nah, there's not, there's, I mean, yeah, there's XL Pokemon great league, but they're, they're I didn't think they were ever going to do that, and they definitely aren't. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about those weird spreads. Um, I know only a few people are doing that. And, and nothing wrong with that, right? I props for planning ahead just in case it happens, but yeah, that's not happening clearly. And then the other thing is, if you look at the schedule, there is no Master League, open Master League classic. Which yes. means that from now on, right, once you hear about this news or maybe heard about it earlier, you know that every single legendary and mythical Pokemon you have that you would use for Master League Classic, you can just power up to 50. 
Like, you don't have to do it now. You don't have to spend... Well, you got actually a couple million Stardust to spend, so maybe you can. But you don't have to power up now. But you can slowly start working on this, or you have no reason to hold on to, like, a level 40 Dialga anymore, or a level... You know, it sounds weird, right? Because people are like, ah, like, what did they bring it back, right? No, just... They reset it. They're probably not going to roll back on this. Like, just... Mm-hmm. Like, just start powering stuff up, right? Because people have doubles of everything, right? For Mass League. Or a lot of people do. Or they, they, they try to, right? Like, even though I didn't play Mass League Open, I tried to... I have two Dialgas, right? I have one level 50 and one level 40 as well just in case right but now we know there's no need to so just power the stuff up you know i'm about to tag all my hundos and t- label them with the power tags so whenever time i have a power up quest i can start powering them up and work on it because yeah niantic has made their decision and it is what it is um do i i don't know what are your thoughts on the decision overall before we get too far into this on- Honestly, I feel like it's a huge miss to not bring back Master League Classic for this season. I mean, if this is going to be the last season of you know the Classic formats and not having Master League Classic, which the player base has actively requested for a number of seasons and always mm. really, really enjoys playing, I think that's a huge miss. I think that's probably the biggest miss of this entire season. Uh, I can't think of anything worse, uh, worse than that, so... It just feels like if you want people to play Master League, then you need to introduce them to using their raid Pokemon to battle in PvP, which is already a bit of an ask because a lot of people, you know, either grind for PvP Pokemon, they play the Community Days, the Spotlights, and they are are more free to play, or they're huge raiders and they just max everything anyway to to its top level. So mm-hmm. finding that like intermediate area of using a level forty in Master League, I think, is a pretty rare niche, and it's never going to grow because now everything is level fifty. And uh, we suspected, right? I think as a, as a player base, we had a really strong hope that this would be the return of Master League Classic this season. We really wanted that to happen. I think we, you know, I heard people talking about it quite a bit uh, because we've had Open Master for like two or three seasons concurrently. And for them to say, oh yeah, it's not it's not coming back ever again, and we're not going to have it this season either. So when you had it, whatever, two, three seasons ago, that was the last time. I hope you enjoyed it. That seems like uh, a bit hurtful to the player base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, it's just... We haven't had Master League Classic in, I don't know, it's been like at least two seasons, I feel like, if you include this one. I mean, there wasn't one this time. There wasn't one last time either. It's nope. been like almost like a whole year since we had Master League Classic, right? It's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. But, and the player base just kept holding out, you know, like, oh, yeah. maybe it'll come back. But nope. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, thanks. Well, it's too late now, I guess. So <laughs> start working <laughs> on it. I mean, the main thing also is... I haven't been tracking myself, but I feel like the Rare Candy XL drop rate is not huge. Like, it is something, but, like, it's not enough for me to feel comfortable to just invest it into something power-up. Like, I'd, I have, like, a 100% Zacian and Zamazenta and, you know, ho and other stuff, and I don't feel comfortable dropping my Rare XLs into it. Because, to me, at least, they're still fairly rare that I'd rather hold on to for something like a Zerud or, like, a Mew, right? Like, a Mythical that you can't get, get from raids. You know, like Ho, Zashi, and Zamazenta, they're all going to come back to raids someday, somehow, right? Like, who knows when, but they probably will. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather grind that out doing the raids than spend the rare candy XLs. Because, yeah, I only have 128. Like, I don't even have enough to max out one. And I haven't spent, I've never spent a single rare candy XL before. So, this is like, yeah, so we've had them for over like two years, right? Um, Obviously, yeah. I'm clearly not the biggest grinder in the world, but I feel like the rate they're dropping at right now is not enough to warrant like 
I don't know. It's like hard to make teams. You know, it's also yeah, way more expensive to make them to level 50 alone. But on top of that, yeah. like on top of the rarity of these. So, yeah, I agree with you. I just don't uh, feel comfortable using yeah. like limited resources on something mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I'll use forever. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, um, looking at the schedule right now, there is going to be when there's open master, there's going to be a master premier classic. So January 5th to January 12th. So don't power up all your premier Pokemon yet because that will be classic level 40. So there'll be that. And then on, and then that'll be the last time there is that. So after January 12th, all your premier Pokemon, like your Metagross, your Dragonites, your Gyarados, you know, Exedra, whatever, you don't have to hold on to level 40 of those anymore because that'll be the last time. Uh, I know it feels weird, but just gotta trust us on this. There's, there's, no, there's no going back anyway. So like might as well just start powering up. And then... Um, February 16th to the 23rd, it's Master League Premier, but ma- not Master League Premier Classic. So all those level 50 Dragonites and Metagross and whatever, like you can use them. So you might as well start powering up for the next month, but that'll be the last time we have any type of Classic for any Master League type Pokemon is January 12th. Yeah, so, and not to like take a step too far back, but just in case you're listening, and these cup titles can be confusing, Premier just essentially means no Legendaries, and Classic yes. means no XL. Yes. So Master League Premier is like Machamp, uh, Metagross, Excadrill, but mm-hmm. Master League Premier Classic is, you know, those Pokemon at level 40. Yes, essentially. Exactly. Yeah, thank you again for the clarification, because it is easy to get those confused, and I have made that mistake myself. But yeah, I mean, outside that, we have a bunch of, you know, go bow days is, is what it is. There's a bunch of random stuff. I don't know how to go into all those things. <laughs> um, but we do have some bonuses as well. So again, typical season light rewards, PG Libre at Legend, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And um, the pose we get is um, the Steven Stone pose, but it's animated this time because before it wasn't animated. So now it's going to be animated. So it's kind of like a throwback pose, but not the same one. So people like Pranov can still never get this the original pose. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. That's the only one he's uh, missing, right? <laughs> he's a four, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one he's missing. So oh, anyway. my goodness. sorry, Pranov, if you're listening, but <laughs> the truth is what it is, oh, you know. God. Not to make fun of anyone that doesn't have all the poses, to be to be fair, right? Because you know, uh, I know I know I know at least one of us here on the podcast doesn't have all the poses, right? So, uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have this season. Huh? Yeah. I almost moved on from that, but you just pulled me right back in. You know me, man. If butter's not here, you're you're the next best thing <laughs> for me to make fun of. <laughs> uh but anyway, so we got a bunch of stuff. So definitely read through the website to see all the different upcoming metas and everything like that. Um, here's a, some big stuff. Attack changes. And there aren't a ton, but there, there's enough to make things interesting. There's a wing attack buff. Energy generations increase. So that's pretty big. There's a poison fang nerf, thankfully, because we saw Nettle Queen still doing some nasty stuff at Latin America International Championship. Not No fault to the trainers. like They're just using good Pokemon. But that poison fang energy has increased. So no more mm-hmm. easy baits with these five poison jabs to poison fang. It'd probably be six is what I'm guessing. And yeah, wing attack maybe probably cut down in half. So it'll probably still be like five wing attacks to poison fang for Golbat because because the poison fang energy went up, but the wing attack generation energy generation went up. So um and then charm. Yo, 
shout out to Niantic, man. Charm damage nerfed. No more easy double charm uh, charm strategies. I'm sure it'll still be around, but it just won't be as strong as it used to be. Like, you just won't be able to muscle through. Like, I once lost to two charmers in the back end with my Bastion at full health. Like, what? Ugh, gross. What? Like, yeah, like, you hate on me for Bastion, but that thing is should be tanking through. Like, what? That's like that's like a Bastion lost to Altarian and Talonflame in the back end. Like, no, that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Or, or like, an Altarian and Skarmory. Like, no, it should be able to power through both of them. Like, that's how strong it is. But it could have powered through two charmers. It lost to yeah. Whimsicott and a Wigglytuff or something. Yeah. Dude. It's just it's just uh, goes against the natural order. Like that kind of thing shouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. I think in Pokemon as well, there are very few Pokemon that double resist charm. You can yes. only single resist it in most cases, unless yes. your name is Heatran, right? Heatran or um, what is it? That's another Flacaruna? one. The, no, is Salazzle one of them? Salazzle is one of them too. Yes. Yeah, but like Salazzle's pretty glossy too. So yeah, mm -hmm. Poison Fire. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, yeah. So again, I mean, it, it, and to be honest, like. He, like yeah it's just it's just wild like you shouldn't have to double resist stuff to to be like <laughs> decent against it but yeah mm -hmm. so charm charm is fine there and here's the thing i've been playing the main series game recently and when they use charm in the main series game i'm like oh my gosh it's gonna hurt and like does like nothing <laughs> i don't i yeah. actually don't even remember yeah. what it does but it doesn't actually do that much damage at all i don't know if it does any damage maybe a status change or something but yeah it's, it's just, so weird coming yeah. from go to look at that but then again uh -huh. for vgc coming from vg to go they're like yeah why does charm do so much mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it is it is it is pretty wild so they finally balanced it and you know like here's the thing right people can say what they want but charm was by far way too hit way too hard you can say like, oh yeah. but like it's different ways you don't get a lot of entry like it's like they're ruining my strategies but the thing is like it was unbalanced it, it really was like if you look at the power stats there was no move that hit as hard as charm in out of any of the moves in pokemon go like there's no like you know how it's like oh you know fairy wind is a, a mirror of mudshot but a fairy version or you know or it's like thundershock right or you know the certain moves that are Pretty much the mirrors each other. Like my whip is the same thing as powder snow, right? But mm -hmm. there was literally nothing. There was no charm equivalent. That's how strong it was. So yeah. it yeah. And then when they introduced Shadow Pokemon, like Shadow Charm, it just like it just got broken. So anyway, it got nerfed. So there's that. You know, good luck to those that are trying to figure out new strategies. And don't worry, it'll be okay. This I've never used double charm strategies in my life and it'll it'll be okay. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, yeah. there's some attack uh, availability updates as well. So Litleo and Pyroar can now learn Incinerates. Sudowoodo can learn the charge attack Meteor Beam. Dude, this bumps me out so much. Why couldn't they just give Meteor Beam to Bonsly too? Like, no one's really oh, using dude. Bonsly. Dude, what? Yeah. If they gave Bonsly Meteor Beam, I probably would be sold and probably just work harder for it. I've been walking into Speedy forever, but it's just... Mm -hmm. <sighs> hard to justify using it anyway um aggron's also getting meteor beam so is tyrantrum and aurorus that's kind of cool you know those will uh, aggron i don't know but tyrantrum and aurorus i can see being nice for some self metas and specialty cups aurorus was pretty interesting for one of the factions meta already too so um so it's only up from here for aurorus i guess yeah um, our buddy uh jingles uh, said that he's looking at mega aggron in the master league with mega pokemon you have Mega Aggron oh. with Dragon Tail Meteor Beam, which actually could be pretty tough. Yeah, it's pure steel too. Uh, I mean, yes. for Mega purposes, it kind of sucks for us because we're trying to grind resources. But 
for the typing purposes, you're not double weak to fighting anymore. So pure steel is actually pretty good typing for Master League. Mm. You're also not double weak to yeah. ground. There's a lot of ground Pokemon, right? And yeah. you resist Dragon Breath, which is like the most common fast attack mm-hmm. in Master League. Yeah, which I can tell. Yeah, that could be interesting. That could definitely be interesting. Um, and we have a Mega Master League, so looking forward to that. Um, we have Dustclops and Golurk and Gorgeist all getting Poltergeist. You know, I don't know, man. Maybe someone in Niantic is trying to make Golurk work. I mean, I've been hating <laughs> on Golurk forever, but with Poltergeist, uh, I don't know. Poltergeist is so engine intensive. You even get to that with Mudslap. Like, I still think Golurk really is hard. hot garbage. Yeah. Yeah, I, I looked at the Sims, and, and Golurk doesn't get a huge upgrade, but what does look good is Gorgeist and Ultra League because it doesn't have yeah. the best attack, but when you hit mm-hmm. it with Poltergeist instead of Shadow Ball, you just deal a little bit more damage, and it's just enough to win some matchups. I like where you're going there. I like where you're going with that, Speedy. And also, like there might be some formats where Trevenant's banned, and Gorgeist could be pretty yes. good. Again, uh, this might help with more Sylph and Draft formats, but still, it's nice to have the option. Galarian Rapidash, Piloswan, and Mimoswan are all learn- learning high horsepower. So that's interesting. It's not high horsepower, it's not the best move, but it's nice coverage for them. I think it's slightly better than Earth Power, right? Yeah. Or, 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 or I don't know. It's not it's not better than Earth Power, it's better than Bulldoze. And Piloswan has Bulldoze. Oh, you're so right. having high horsepower on, on Piloswan is a nice little addition, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, for, for Mamoswan as well. So hey, that'd be pretty good for some Master League stuff, I think, in Premiere. Mm-hmm. Galarian Weezing and Ampharos we talked about before are getting Brutal Swing. So Galarian Weezing about to have every like it's not like a Swiss Army knife. I kind of liked it. We, we you know you, you saw its potential in our ADL match, right? So yeah, double uh, shielding overheat is uh, when when you play Trash Wormadam, you have to shield every fire move. But you <laughs> yeah, you when I'm debuffed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. tough. It was uh, it was interesting. So anyway, uh, yeah, nothing huge, but I think. Those changes enough will be enough to shake up the meta, really, because yo Pelipper, Pelipper about to take off. Pelipper already moved Dude. up in the rankings quite a bit. And here's the thing: Pelipper versus Glenn Stumpfus, or was, was ready based off of um, who had the energy lead, because you get to Weather Ball right when they get to Rockside at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they nerf Weather Ball, so you, I think, you end up losing the zero shields, be, like at the moment. But with the buff to Wing attack, you now consistently outpace the Galarian Stunfisk to weather balls compared to the rock size, and you just beat Galarian Stunfisk. Galarian Stunfisk is also probably losing some utility because, uh, well, Noctowls also has some play against it now, too. It's it's already kind of wild. If you land a Shadow Ball here or there, like you could, you could beat Galarian Stunfisk and like with shields up and stuff. But mm-hmm. also on top of that, Nidal Queen's getting nerfed. So there's less yes. reason to run Galarian Stumpfus and Registeel has never looked safer. And I feel like people are going to start complaining about, man, that Sap Cannon nerf wasn't enough. Like, you know, people weren't talking about it as much because uh, Walrein was nerfed. So because of that, you didn't see as much Registeel. But I think Registeel's making a comeback. And I think people are going to realize really soon that that 66% debuff chance is not enough. It's just that people aren't complaining about it because you don't see as much Registeel. Agreed. Yeah, um, dude, honestly, I know Pel- Pelipper is like at the front of a lot of people's minds. Noctowl is already so good in play Pokemon. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it claimed another regional here in uh, Brazil on uh, yes. JW Naldo's team. But what I think is being slept on a bit here is Shadow Wing Attack Charizard. Mm. Because okay. you're actually getting yeah a Pokemon that's, that's a viable flyer. It can also deal a lot of fire type damage. And yeah, you have to give it shields, but 
I mean, everything shields blast burn. There's just very few things that don't shield blast burn. True. I mean, you could even be spicy run overheat if you want. Does a little more damage, less energy <laughs> efficient, but that could be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charizard. Yeah, I do like it. Yeah. Uh, there's a few other things I learned Wayne that could be interesting, like Golbat, and then also um, Glissor as well. That could be interesting as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Glissor's I mean, Glissor. If you think about the the typing, it fully walls off Registeel. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, there's another thing that fully walls off Registeel, which is Runarigus. But if you're running Runarigus into Glissor, you're not gonna have a great time. Those wing attacks, <laughs> those night nice slashes come out spamming, you know. So yeah, so exactly. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Good, good point. Yeah, I didn't think about the Charizard. So anyway, nothing like ground sweeping in terms of updates, but I'm glad there was updates. It's enough to shake up the meta, in my opinion. And yo, I got a Pelper made and best buddied and powered up and ready to go for Ultra League too. And I'm I'm going to get that test. I be I tried it before and it was pretty bad. I was losing to Swamper running when the Swamper's throwing straight hydro cannons. <laughs> so Yikes. so hopefully hopefully now it'll be better. I still wish they rebuffed Weather Ball because I feel like everything that learns Weather Ball is not that broken anymore, but Maybe this is what Pelper needed instead. So, dude, I caught a hundo, a perfect hoot hoot here in Brazil, and I oh, really want to nice. try Ultra League Knockdown, dude. But so, so many of my friends tell me it's it's hot garbage. I don't know mm. if I should do it. Yeah, I'm, I'd be saying that. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. You know what I'm doing instead? <laughs> this is the better play. What? Best buddy, another Pidgeot, because Gus is exclusive dude, move, and so is so is Wing Attack. So uh-huh. I'm currently trying to work on best buddying another Pidgeot because. Another Ultra League Pidgeot with Wayne Tag could be the play. I think Wayne Tag Pidgeot could be better than Gus, but you never know. So you don't want TM away Gus, right? Because um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a bad exclusive. So I'm making a whole other well, Pidgeot. If you need to spend Dust our, somewhere, that's another option. Our friend Ryan Swag pointed out on Twitter as well that uh, with the Wing Attack buff, Pidgeot gets to those Feather Dances a bit faster, and oh. the Pidgeot is going to surface again. Yeah. I mean, Pidgeot was already decent in Ultra League too, but mm-hmm. yeah, that could be. I like it. I, I hated Gus as a move too. I just hate four turn like longer term moves. So I think a two turn wing tag move is more my play style. And can't wait. Those Trevenants better be shaking in their boots. But... Dude, Trevenant Trevenant's about to have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, with all the wing tag buffs. Yeah, I mean, even against Pelper, that Trevenant Pelper matchup is not fun for the Trevenant. Like, even if they just throw a straight weather ball. Like that damage adds up with the wing attack and just the wing attack mm-hmm. just chews through you. So there's that. Um, I feel like there is somewhere I man, where is it? I feel like there was I feel like I heard wind that there was XL guaranteed XL candies guaranteed for Yeah. I heard that as trade. well coming back to the season of dreams, right? Yeah. Or season uh, mythical wishes. Mythical wishes, sorry. <laughs> season of dreams. Next one. <laughs> That's the next one, right? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you sound like you're in a dream state right now. Um, yeah, no. I don't know where I saw it, though, but... Uh, I think yeah. it was in one of the group chats. It was in some group chat, but I don't I don't actually see on the official announcement, so I don't want to misinform people yet, so stay tuned on that, um, mm. just in case we're wrong about it. But Because we've been wrong about things in the past, and maybe, maybe a few people eh, spent elite TMs on our behalf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's uh, twice? But yeah, what's twice? Anyway, for the rest of December, we have um, five star raids. We have Verizion. I love this. The Swords of Justice are coming back. Verizion for a week, um, and then we have Terrakion and then Cobalion, which are all really nice because now you have double kicked. They're much better now. Um, and I know Cobalion for, for sure in Ultra League is good. I, I was running myself. It's a good time. It's it's very nice. 
Um, and Verzan could be nice too. And Tarakion, probably not as good in Ultra League. It could be good in... I don't know if it's good in Master League, but I heard it's one of the best raid raid uh, raid Pokemon for fighting mm-hmm. legs. So that could be pretty nice if you're a big raider. I have a Hundo, actually, of Tarakion. Gotta say. Nice. And Verizion. Verizion's pretty useless, I think, for, for Master League. But... Yeah, uh, and then you get Kyurem again, December twenty third to January first. Dude, Kyurem needs a buff or something. They always be bringing back Kyurem during the winter season, and no one really wants to rate it. But like, it always comes back for the holidays. Um, well, I think but I guess it's fine because, huh? Go ahead. You know, you no, what were you saying? Oh, I was gonna say like people are probably like busy with family and friends, wherever during the holidays, anyway. So it's probably not the end of the world. That's not a great raid boss, but still, it just seems kind of useless. I think we're all just like collectively waiting for Kyurem White and Kyurem Black. Dude, I think, yeah, I have two hundo Kyurems too. Dude, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but Is like, what am I gonna do with it? Form? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm ready if it needs it. Yeah, I, I literally got two hundos in literally within a six day span in 2020. <laughs> nice. So, but um, but yeah, I mean, what am I gonna do with it? Uh, so anyway, so there's that, but. Yeah, so outside that, we have Megas. Mega Obamastone uh, will be the first week, and then we got Mega Aggron, so it'll be nice. So Django's probably be looking forward to using that, too, at the Mega Aggron. I like that prediction. And then we get Mega Glalie from December 15th to January 1st, which I like is, like, over two weeks for that one. It's a new one. So that'll be a fun one. What typing is that? I was going to ask if it was just, just regular ice monotyping or not. I thought it was. Yeah, I think it probably is. Uh, I think it probably is. Yeah, so that's eh, you know, monotypings aren't great, but it is what it is. Um, you know, it's just nice to have another one, I guess, added to the things of Pokemon to make evolve. But um, yeah, we have interesting research breakthroughs. I don't really understand this one. I think it's just like you could get one of six potential options. Glary, Mr. Mime, Delibird, Bagon, Dino, Furfrow, and Gooby. Like, at least we know what they are now for the re- for the next three months, but none of them are amazing, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so you've got, what, that's uh, 12 weeks, and you have six potential Pokemon mm-hmm. that you can get. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the... 12 kilometer eggs. I think after your third uh, subpar Pokemon, you'll be wishing you had a Gumi. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, I'll take 12 Gumis, I guess, but still, like, uh, if yeah. they have a Gumi event, I, I wouldn't really care for that anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, the spotlight hours, we got December 6th, we got Whooper, two times Stardust. That's pretty good. Sphiel, we got two times XP for catching Pokemon. Not amazing, but it'll be good if you need a better wall ring because it'll be on December 13th and we'll have like our remix spot like community later so if you get a good one that'd be good to save to evolve for when we have that community in december where you get all those community moves again from past year and a half or whatever uh bergmites as well december 20th two times sketch candy avalug is kind of useless i think but it could be some spice for master like I, i've seen some i mean i've definitely lost it one or two as well so i, I can't like hate on it too much it's stuff i'll say this avalok's better than golurk <laughs> but that's also a low bar and then you got cup chew on december 27th two times candy for transfer pokemon so that's about the list of stuff going in there um we'll again we'll update you all on if there is guaranteed xl candies for trades or not i think there is i mean it's about time i think but We'll see. 
Um, and then we'll briefly cover this too, because we've already talked about a lot about events. But mm. we have some events coming up. Let's talk about the updating, upcoming community day so people can start throwing out the calendars. But December twenty, uh, December seventeenth to the eighteenth, we have that community day, uh, that like remix community day. So all the Pokemon from past events, which would be nice. Mm. Um, they haven't provided too much info on that yet on the bonuses, but that's just something to make note of. January seventh, it's a Saturday's community day, and that's also during the San Diego um regionals also the 17th and 18th is during the arlington regionals but san diego regionals is this uh saturday this uh january 7th so i guess we'll be playing community day there at the venue hey that's not too bad if i get knocked out early i'll just play community day at the venue you know whatever <laughs> i got i got a consolation prize although i, I hope not but you know we'll, we'll, do our, <laughs> we'll do our best we'll do our best um and then january 21st saturday a community day classic uh, I don't think we know what it is yet. No, they haven't released anything no, on that. So we, haven't really, we don't even know what any of these communities are. The December one, we can assume it's just a remix of all the previous ones. But And then uh, February 5th, another community day. And we don't know what that is. But at least you all have the dates. And then a big event coming up. February 18th to the 19th, we have the Pokemon Go Tour Hoenn event in Las Vegas. It's a two-day Pokemon Go in-person event. And mm. there's a discounted price of $25 for the live ticket uh, instead of the regular 30 uh, You have until December 31st to make that purchase. So, um, but yeah, that'll be that'll be an event at Vegas and stuff. And there's a bunch of things related to that that we'll talk more about when we get close to it. But it is going to be Hoenn Pokemon. And it looks like we get the primal form of Kyogre and, and Groudon. So that's pretty pretty dope. I, I don't actually know what they are because I didn't play the main series game <laughs> that far, but I assume they're almost like mega versions of them. They're just better versions yeah. of the Kyogre Groudon. But they're not actually mega versions. Don't misquote me on that. <laughs> yeah, it's different. But yes. kind of similar, but a little different. Yeah, I, I didn't play the main series games either, but whenever you try to Google image search for Kyogre Groudon, their mm-hmm. uh, primal forms always come up because they're just the dominant, yes. dominant ones. Yes, exactly. So yeah, there's that, and then um, they have the Pokemon Go Tour Hoenn event, global events, and this will be on the following weekend, the 25th to the 26th, um, and so for those that can't make it out to Vegas, don't worry, you also can still play, there'll be also, you can still get the Kyogre and Groudons as well, as well as Shiny Jirachi, and a bunch of other spawns and stuff, so it should be a good time, but those are some big events on the horizon, and I think that one's a free event. I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Maybe the global one's not a free event either. But it's yeah. Yeah. I I don't it's- I don't personally mind paying a little bit for these like random events. I mean, they'll, they'll okay. Let me clarify. There probably will be stuff for everyone for so you don't have to pay, but there might be some like expe- uh, exclusive for people that pay for a ticket for that weekend. Yeah, with global events. Yeah, it, it sounds probably like a global uh access but uh you know ticketed experience mm-hmm. so to speak yeah yeah but uh anyway so um <laughs> yeah that'll be that'll be fun maybe we'll go maybe we won't i don't know vegas is pretty close to me so to be determined it's not yeah, too it'd be far, a lot easier for you to go yeah, yeah. It's it's not too bad of a flight for you either, though, right? I feel like Vegas trips are usually pretty cheap. Like, the hotels mm-hmm. are cheap as well because they're hoping that you spend money at 
Vegas. So <laughs> they make everything else as cheap as possible. Like hotels in Vegas are actually pretty cheap for each night, if I recall correctly from the last time I was there. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the hotels are just in the casinos too. But um, yeah, dude. Uh, the only t- the only time I went to Vegas, it was on this uh, radio contest for a mm-hmm. timeshare thing, and I just sit through two timeshare presentations, and it was absolutely brutal. What? Uh, I do not recommend. Yeah, I do not recommend doing going the timeshare sweepstakes route. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, just sign this contract and and pay us some money for this timeshare and all this other stuff. I'm like, uh, I'd rather just stay in my room, but I'm obligated to be here. Or no, not not stay in the room, but like I'd rather just have the room and then just go out and explore Vegas. But you know, yeah, interesting yeah. for sure. No, definitely. Um, I when I was in Vegas last, it was uh, April of 2019. It was for one of my friends' mm-hmm. weddings, and I tried playing Pokemon Go there, and it was it was okay. It wasn't like there weren't a lot of people playing Pokemon Go in Vegas, understandably, because a lot of people go just for. Um, just for i know to go to vegas i guess but um that being said uh it probably will be loaded with stuff to do during this event with a lot of people flying in i assume so should be good should be good and wish the best of luck for those that go and have a good time it sounds like a fun time either way and for those who have not been to vegas as long as you think the vegas strip is i promise it's longer oh yeah (laughs) I promise yeah. it's longer than you can imagine. I was taking a bunch of lifts and Ubers back and forth to the different casinos, uh, even though like it's like a few walks, blocks a walk. But I was my date for the wedding too was like in heels and just was not a fun time for her to. Oh, dude, to that's a terrible back. idea. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, let's just take an Uber lift. It's fine. Um, but even like there's a few times where I walked back to like grab something from the hotel and like it, it still took a while. <laughs> it's a great time to do adventure in sense. I will say that. I will say that. Yeah, and it's a straight it's a straight shot too. Mm-hmm. You just go, you know, yeah. the whole yeah. the one direction the whole way. Yeah, dude, that was, dude, wild. That was wild. You know, the yeah. wild thing about that is back then when I was playing, I was trying to get enough candies to evolve my first Bassidon for a Sylph Arena Cup. <laughs> no way. That was the last time, April. Yeah, it was Kingdom Cup. I had a tournament <sighs> at the end of that month, and I was trying to make my first Bassidon. So I remember, um. I think I was walking one for candies. I think that's what was happening. Yeah, Dude, I was walking one Kingdom for candies. Kingdom Cup was my regular first candies, cup. not XL candies. Regular, huh? Kingdom Cup was my first Sylph Cup. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Dude, that's when I fell in love with Bastion. I swept that tournament. First place with Bastion. You know, everyone's running Celix. I'm in Bastion. Yeah. I was the uh, Lucario and Dragonair on my team. Oh, Dragonair. That's spicy. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are running the. Um, uh, Altaria, I was one of them. Yeah, but that matchup yeah. versus Bastion was not a fun time. So <laughs> no, it, was, it, was not, it was not. Throwback. That's when I learned. That's when I fell in love. You know, with, with the Bastion. <laughs> this has been a long developing relationship, huh? You know, you know, since the last time I was in Vegas. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, anyway, Fair. yeah, yeah. Got Over married in Vegas. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, okay, so a heads up, right? If you actually get officially married in Vegas, I would double check this, but from what I know, not from personal experience, but from what people are telling me, is if you get married in Vegas, like officially married in Vegas, it's easy to do. But the reason why it's so easy to do is because to renew your wedding certification, you have to renew it back in person in Vegas every year. What? It's not like Everything. if you get yeah. So if you get married like somewhere else in the U.S., right? Like 
I don't know, like let's say like California, Mississippi, or whatever. Like you get the marriage certificate, you're good, right? Unless you want to get a divorce, you're good. But in Vegas, it's like, you know, it's so much easier because you just pay some money. Like you don't, I don't think you need like official judge or anything to ordain, like to like, like certify or whatever. You just get it. Mm-hmm. But it expires in a year. And that's how they get you because then they force you to come back to Vegas every single year to renew it. And also, of course, if you're in Vegas, you're going to spend money in Vegas and whatever. And at the very least, you're going to spend money renewing the certificate uh, certification. So when I was in Vegas for a wedding, it was a wedding ceremony was in Vegas, but their actual wedding certificate was not based in Vegas, to my understanding. Um, I don't know, Caleb. This, this all sounds like oddly specific. It sounds like you investigated. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I, I forgot know. who told me this. I learned this a long time ago, but I was like, oh, I was like, good to know. No, remember I said earlier, Speedy, I, I, my checkbox is I'm playing Pokemon, right? It's not single or taken. I'm just playing Pokemon here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this Bastion don't need no marriage certificate, right? Come on now. They're loyal for life. Although I might have to transfer the Bastion away if I lose this bet, but you know what? I tr- I trust it. I trust my meta prediction. This Ampharos ain't happening. <laughs> I mean, if if Brutal Swing Ampharos can really consistently beat Trevenant, yeah, I think you're going to have a problem. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Dude, I don't think it consistently beat anything, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm pretty sure those weather balls will hurt a lot. That's the thing, right? Ampharos doesn't really resist much. <laughs> like, it resists flying, but like, yeah, it, it's going to be good into um, like a Noctowl, I think. Knocked but out. I mean, I don't yeah. think it would tank a Shadow Ball, right? And Noctowl could definitely tank the Volt Switchers. Um, yeah, sure. I don't know. We'll see. You know, uh, I'm open to be proven wrong, but I, I, I hedge my bets carefully. <laughs> that being said, speaking of bets here, we at this moment in time that we've been waiting for for a whole season, a whole season, Speedy, and that is the season 12 GBL bets. And if I do recall, many, many episodes ago, not many, not many ago, but about three months ago, you made the wager that you could hit top 10 and go battle league leaderboards this season. And if not, mm-hmm. shave your beard to the skin, take a <laughs> selfie, upload that picture to Twitter for a full month from December 1st to January 1st. And I got to ask, Speedy, what's the, what's the beard update? How's it, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> I think, I think I hit my peak in GBL earlier this season. It did not get <laughs> higher than I was before, which is like rank three sixty or so. Still pretty good though. Very good. With the leaderboard. Uh, you, you don't have to hand me this concession. I know you're, <laughs> I mean, you're saving this upcoming moment, so yeah, you know, yeah. So, I, so I know what you've been waiting for? Well. You know, I, I I joked with Speedy about this last night. I don't know if this is this was the plan or not, but I did say I was like, "Wow, at least he proposed to your fiance when you had a full beard." Maybe, maybe Dude. this sped up the timeline. Did it speed up the timeline? You don't have to reveal if you don't want to, right? Because I'm sure you want to propose to her at this time too. But did, was mm-hmm. was this in the back of your mind, right? No, this this wasn't a factor. But I will say, I told her about the bet, and she does not like it either. <laughs> yeah. She's not. I know. I know. I did apologize to her in Brazil, but you know. Uh huh. But a bet is a bet, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, 
I don't know. Honestly, man, like after how bad last season was, I'm pretty happy with uh, how things went this season. Yeah. I think I'm back on my back on my feet. And uh, as someone who's like who established themselves as a competitive player, season 12 was really, really tough for me mentally. And Mm -hmm. uh, to come back and, you know, punch up almost a 3400 this season was pretty hype. And uh, I'm excited for the future. Yeah, you played well. You played well. It's a win-win, you know? It's a win for me. It's a win for you, you know? We're all happy here, right? <laughs> Besides Mariana, but we're all happy. No, she's happy about the engagement, right? It'll be, she'll, she'll, she'll be okay, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, she I, might I not visit you for a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm just going to not shave, like, at all for the next month or two. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, of course, of course. So are you... Are you going to stream this? What's what's going to happen here? What's how's it, how's it going to go? I haven't decided. Do you remember last episode we had that really funny uh, like uh, idea? <laughs> this is me. You're probably wondering how I ended up. Oh like yes, this. yes, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can do a whole I'm, video on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be back in. Uh, I'll be back in Mississippi tomorrow. Okay. So Perfect. I guess I guess that might be my station. Yeah, my barber shop. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, you gotta stream it. You gotta film it. You gotta do something, right? We want to see it. We want to see it <laughs> before and after photos. Everything. Do everything you got. <laughs> you got a fake beard and pretend like you have a real one. I don't know. There's there's a I, lot. I was gonna say, dude, if I can get some some subs out of it or something, make it worth it. Yo, it's that's true. Oh wait, so you're doing a barbershop or? No, I was just gonna do it at home. Okay, I okay. Saying- I, I got an idea for you. Maybe um you do like a sub sub goal or like a don or like a donation goal or something, and maybe like whoever donates the most or gives the most amount of subs or whatever gets to ch- like because you have a full beard to play around with, right? Maybe they yeah. like let you like maybe they want like oh I want do the Wolverine look or something, right? Like do something like before you shave it all off, right? Or like I want a mustache or something, right? Oh. Um, oh. Like like so so let them like choose how you sh- the like the pattern you shave it before you shave it all off, and maybe like take a selfie and send it to them or something, right? As, oh, as, dude. Yeah, that could be cool, right? That could be cool. <laughs> It could you be could cool. do a lot with it, right? I mean, they could do like grid marks or something. I don't know. I take it to handlebar mustache. Handlebar mustache. You, you could do it all, right? You could do it all for do a second. Right? Yeah, we yeah. could do it all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. You could just yeah do a goatee or something. Like, there's a lot of things you could do. Yeah, and see all this. All, all these ideas are brand new to me because I never thought I'd be in this situation. <laughs> yeah, prepare for this. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a whole new world, you know. As they say in Aladdin. But, so, hey, uh, well, if you already have it planned, or you probably don't, but if you do, you should let us, let the listeners know when to check out your stream if you're streaming it so they can, they can stop by. Because I know our loyal listeners know what's going on, you know. I've seen a lot of hashtags, shave the beard or save the beard, but Duh. these days they're just hashtag shave the beard, I guess. So I, I, I guess, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. Honestly, I'm not really sure. Uh, I think I'm going to be busy this upcoming weekend as well. So mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot of time uh, when I'm back in Mississippi. So I got to figure out if I have enough time to broadcast everything. Okay. Or at least you'll film it, right? Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, at least you know, that. as they say, good games, good bets. You know, <laughs> came, came around. Um, should yeah. we do a bet for next season? I was going to say we, we could make up one now on the spot or we could yeah. kind of take some time to think about it because I'm not really sure. I, don't have I have something in mind. mind. Well, we had to do two things. One, we had to come up with uh, something to do when we rematch for Scarlet, for Scarlet sure. next time, right? So we got to sort that out. Ooh. Oh, oh, no, we did it. We did it. Uh, the Legendary, you name it. 
Yeah, the legendary. legendary after opponent. Right. So I'll make that. I'll mark that. And then I have an idea for next season. Let me know what you think. Right. Um, I don't. I don't okay. know like the tr- like what happens if who wins and who loses. Like what happens there. But the idea I have is. Um. I mean, this time around, I mean, you set the bar high for yourself, so like, I, I can't. I'm, you know, that's. I mean, it's like I'm just, I'm just leading into your bet, right? But I, I think okay. the, the odds were definitely against you because getting top ten leaderboard is very, very tough. Like I've only done like a few times in my life, but maybe next time we say, um, whoever, because we were done race to legend, so I, I don't want to recycle stuff. Maybe we should say mm-hmm. out of the two of us. Whoever gets the highest placement on the leaderboard at any point in time in the season wins the bet. So we have a full full three months, right? Again, like yeah. we'll, we'll check that and be like, oh, like your highest placement was like 150, mine was like 100 and like 90. So you win, right? You know, at the end, right? So we'll take screenshots, obviously, um, every time we hit the leaderboard and compare. And so that'll be like like constantly ongoing. So it'll give. I feel like it'll give both of us motivation to keep trying consistently throughout the season, right? Um, mm. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. It's not like sold, a, like a race. Sold, <laughs> uh, I don't know that I'm completely sold. I'll, I'll try to think of something, but it does sound fun. Yeah, yeah, we have uh, some time. I really do like time. it. Yeah. I mean, we can think about what we want to do. I mean, I don't know. Getting you to shave your beard again is just like, it's, it's not, it's a little different, right? Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not a big moment it. for you. Yeah. After this, like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I got everything I need in life. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> who needs a fiance or wife when I could get speed to shave his beard? I'm upset. You know? <laughs> like, who needs a Mrs. Pay? Like we're good. Dude, it's been uh it's been four years since I uh was clean shaven. Dude, lots of lots of new development for you in life, you know? This is dude, exciting times. It's been a crazy year, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's not even over yet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, lots has happened. <laughs> Hey man, for the content. Oh, speaking of which, speaking of yes. content, speaking of for like you know, yeah, I gotta thank you right for for committing to this for our podcast. I think it's great. It's a great thing for people to tune into. So, uh, me and Speedy talked about this briefly prior, but just want to inform the audience. Probably starting as soon as next week, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Maybe not next week, but probably hopefully starting as soon as next week, we're gonna do video on the podcast obviously if you're listening to this on spotify or apple podcast or whatever some podcast platform audio we'll still have the audio right so don't fret nothing's going to change on that but we're going to create a youtube channel we're going to upload videos and we're also going to try to get to a more consistent upload time you know we've been mm-hmm. kind of like spotty here there and you know it's like it's like it's it's both of our faults right like it's everyone's fault whatever but we're going to try to be consistent so we're kind of trying to upload weekly episodes every single wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific PST or PDT, yep. depending on time zones. But it, at mm-hmm. the moment, it'll be PST, Pacific time zone, at uh, which is GMT minus eight, right? So every Wednesday, you can look forward to an episode. So you know, right? You, you know, you don't have to constantly refresh or check your stuff. You, you'll know that it's coming. And we're going to have a video format as well. So we'll upload that to YouTube and then it'll be great. So if you want to see our reactions, if you want to see Speed Without the Beard, like, man, you can get it all, you know, you get it all, right? Um, I was just saying the only yeah. downside here is I got to stop wearing just boxers to record now. I got to, you know. <laughs> that, right? when I was telling some people about this, right? They're like, you can definitely wear boxers to record. Like, it's just like, you're like, it's just like, you won't see your lower half of your body most times. I was like, oh, you misunderstand me. Like, I'm not saying I'm not wearing pants. I'm only wearing boxers. <laughs> like, I got to put on a shirt at least and stuff, right? <laughs> like, it's not yeah. like I'm wearing uh, pajamas and boxers. Like, I'm not, 
it's just it. It's just boxers, right? Yeah. I'm in SoCal, right? You don't need to. It's it's warm, but yeah. So yeah, no, I, I, think, I think it'd be Same great. Time. We we need to yeah. design an overlay, and I think it'd be uh, it'd be cool to give everyone like a behind the scenes kind of look, mm-hmm. kind of to it. And uh, you can always still listen to the podcast as well, but now it'll be in video format in case you want something yep. like more entertaining, as they say. Yeah, and I know a lot of people, they actually prefer to listen to their podcasts on YouTube as well. I had some people ask about it in the past. So we got to do it. We'll do it. So yeah. it'll be good. It'll be good. Very excited. And then my my promo tweets, I could make like maybe like short like TikToks for like clips of us bantering and stuff too, instead of just an audio file, right? So yeah, for sure. Nice. It'd be nice. I do want to see the look on your face sometimes when I'm like, like it's time to shave the beard, right? Like, you know, I just have to visualize <laughs> it right now, but now I can see it. So it'd be great. So yeah. definitely looking forward to it. I, I gotta so, yeah. I gotta step up my bet game for next season, dude. Got to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think, um I don't know. Like I don't want to go too too wild, you know. I ain't trying to like us like losing like eyebrows and stuff, like shaving heads, like that's just like too much, I feel like. Um Oh uh, yeah, too much for you. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Someone like, here has to shave, Caleb. <laughs> uh I'm down for like a random <sighs> I don't know. I'd be down to like, like wax my arms or something like that. Be I'd be okay with that. I think. Would you be down for that? Mm, like, I don't know. Like I hair your arms, do you do as well? Dude. <laughs> you do, but like, what am I going to do? I can't grow it anymore, right? Like, it is what it is. <laughs> dude, you gotta. You gotta <laughs> okay, your, we, we can do this, pits. right? I got an idea. All right, because you have hairy arms in me, right? Let's say like two times hairy arms in me. If I lose, I wax both arms. If you lose, you just wax one arm. Oh. Okay. <laughs> One no, did then I have one arm that's wax and I have to do the other one, obviously. <laughs> you know what? So I, but it looks so weird. <laughs> dude, it looks so weird. Yeah, no. <laughs> or how about this? I'll let you do half and half. You do like up to like the middle of your forearm of both. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. Oh my gosh. My cheeks hurt from laughing. Dude, that's that'd be so that'd be great. Alright, all right. we don't have to go through all that, but that'd be that'd be funny content. <laughs> Yeah, I'd I, like those I, kind of bets where like it forces you to make the decision yourself, right? When I, yeah. I had that boy Mark, I was like, you shave just one eyebrow. You can shave the other one if you want, but <laughs> you have to shave just one. <laughs> it's like it's like real fear factor vibes, you know? Like would you rather lay in this pit full of like eels or would uh-huh. you rather eat five cockroaches, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Real oh, fear definitely factor. cockroach for sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. You would do eels? Know. Well, are they electric eels? No, they're just oh. regular slimy eels. Oh, I probably just do. Uh, probably. I mean, how many eels are we talking here? Yeah. <laughs> a whole tub of them. Do I get to take them afterward? What? No, no, no. Dude, no. Eels, eels on sushi is pretty good. Oh, my God. <laughs> you might end up eating the eels, too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, look, if I'm going to lay in there, at least like I get a meal out of it, you know? I don't, I don't know how to cook eel yet, but I can figure it out, right? right. <laughs> look. I don't know. Like. Keep a lookout for battle cats cooking, cooking with battle cats. Yo, right, <laughs> right, dude. That's the one thing I'm looking forward to in Japan. I don't even care. Like, if we're not invited to commentate, I'm still going. Right, and the food in Japan is gonna be great. I can't wait. I can't wait. And you're not really that picky of an eater, too, right? So, like, we'd be, no, we'd be down. Yeah, let's try it all. Let's try it all. I'm gonna bring my vlog, dude. One thing I've always wanted to try is the omakase. You know what that is? It's like where you go to a sushi restaurant and you just sit down and the sushi chef just gives you like a 20 course meal or something like their pick of sushi and they just like give you different types of sushi. 
dude, I've seen so many videos on this, and like a lot of high end sushi restaurants do this. They're really expensive in the U.S. and Japan too, but Japan, I think the commercial rate's a little more affordable. But yeah. they're like, so they'll give you something different every time. It won't be like you know twenty pieces of tuna. It'll be like tuna here, and there'll be like eel, and then it'll be like you know sea urchin or whatever. And mm-hmm. it'd be like it was. I've seen so many videos of people like reacting to every different piece of sushi they have. It's like great. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. I'm definitely down for that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And they have like some sake as well on top of it, and like the chefs, like the sushi chefs, like pour you the the sake as well. Like it's great. You're just at the bar, like drinking sake and eating sushi. Yeah. yeah. And Honestly, you know Japan, like there's going to be like ten stops on top of it too, right? <laughs> so, oh, of course, oh of course. Then I can't wait. It's gonna be like a two-hour vlog. Dude, uh, that's, that's seriously, that's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. First time yeah. Worlds has been in Japan, and yeah. uh, it could be the only time for a long time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be it'll be good. But anyway, we'll figure out the bets for next time too. We will have the bet for next week, so we have that set at least. But let us get into some tea um, because it is we're we're in that tea time, um, and it's been a hot second. But we we talked about a lot this this episode, but you know it was a good time. And this was tweeted out back on November twentieth, twenty twenty two. So for those that do Pokemon Go PvP, uh, the Sofa Arena is a grassroots organization that hosts a lot of tournaments, show six tournaments, and they host. We talked about this a couple episodes before, but they host a thing called Factions, which is a seven on seven team yeah. format. Uh, I still am part of it, and Speed did play many uh, seasons on that as well. And mm-hmm. so, you know, every every time there's like a new cycle, right? So there's a new cycle like every like month and a half or two months or so, or maybe three months. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, there's um, it's around like nine weeks, so mm-hmm. it's about like a little under like four months, yeah. But so afterward you can after each cycle you can like switch teams and move teams stuff like that it's like you know there's like free agents it's like sports right but the rotations are pretty quick it's not like whole year um Mm -hmm. and so that's their opportunity and you know in the first few seasons of it most people didn't really change teams too much because you're just sticking with your friends stuff like that after a couple seasons after a couple cycles we're still taking out season two so after a couple cycles people are you know trying to try out different teams and stuff like that and one person in the community, Dre Flames, tweeted out, uh, I respect everyone's decisions, but the loyalty standard is getting lower and lower each cycle of factions. Y'all move around like this is the NBA and there's million-dollar contracts on the line. And, you know, I got like 70 likes, 14 retweets, including quote retweets here or there. And so interesting. There's a lot of different takes on the situation. But... I thought it was an interesting one. Uh, what are your thoughts on this before I share my thoughts? Yeah. So uh, like you said, I've been part of a factions team before. Um, it's a really interesting environment because essentially, even though everyone is battling separately, you uh, strategize a lot. You help pick out teams. You look at the opponent's teams. You come up with uh, you know lead and swap scenarios. Uh, a lot of teams do voice calls during their battles too, just in case anyone else is also around. You can like hop into the call and help people keep track of the counts or get them advice on what you think is in the back. So it could be a really fun collaborative environment. And I really did enjoy my time uh, doing factions because it's like a unique challenge every single week. And it gives you that team feel because again, Pokemon Go is a very singular pursuit you do like gather up with people in real life but your competitive gbl career is all up to you so having the team aspect of it was really cool um i feel like 
honestly, man, I know it's like this old adage, but uh, the grass is always greener on the other side. Everyone feels like, oh, if I could just get on this team, I would win. Or if I could just do this, I would win. And sometimes it's right. Maybe sometimes you don't quite vibe with one of your teammates. Maybe there's something that bothers you about the team, but you don't want to say it. Uh, but I think a lot of these problems as well, especially with Dre Flames in particular, is that it comes down to like region-based teams versus just global teams. So if you have a team from California, you would expect the trainers from like SoCal, NorCal, wherever it's based, to kind of stick together just because it's mm-hmm. like a regional effort. But that's how the team like, uh, the team's mantra is formed. That's that's the uh, what am I trying to say? The uh, the vibes, the precedent that you sent you set yeah. when you it's like the their team brand, that. their brand exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's what you set up as being your brand. So when you start to leave the team after that, it does look a little bit shady if you're like bailing on all your locals. Because then what do you do at the next lo- local meetup for raid day? You know, you see all your former teammates like, how's it going over there on your other team? You know, oh. Well. <laughs> It's kind of awkward, right? But uh, I've been around yeah, for some of those combos. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it can be rough. Uh, yeah, I had one of those combos in London. Actually, is is pretty rough too. We might have had the same one, but um, but yeah, dude, I don't know. I I feel like obviously millions of dollars aren't on the line, but I do really understand people wanting to go play with people they're comfortable with, and I don't fault them for that. Uh, I don't know if that's too neutral of a take. Maybe something you say will fire me up. Let's see what you got. Yeah, I I like your take. You know, I think it does. So for context too, Dre Flames is also the captain of one of the teams in factions, right? So for him, he probably feels it even more because hmm. he, you know, he has he has his own players maybe leave or something like that, right? For another team. Uh, whereas if you're just another play on team, like yeah, it's a teammate that's leaving, but maybe you don't feel as invested or it doesn't feel nearly as personal, right? I, I want to say people leave for personal reasons. Sometimes it is, sometimes not, but. You know, it can still feel personal, right? If you're the captain, you're trying to keep a team together. Um, I think I get what he's saying, but I think at the same time, too, well, he's not Dre Flames' fault by any means, mm-hmm. but I think um, you also want to. So I'm the captain of my team as well, and you want to build. I always try to prioritize building a team that's like. At first, like first and foremost, like we're friends and we support each other and you get along. Like there's a lot of people that are really good players in the community that I've considered or, or sorry, I, that I've just completely not considered because I know that they won't vibe with us very well. Yes. Right? They, they, not saying they're bad people or whatever, but I know that they wouldn't vibe with the rest of the team. And that's really important. I don't want to ever introduce any friction into the team when recruiting players. And we're like a very specific kind of group of people, right? Like we're really good friends and we're really chill, right? There's a lot of really great battlers, but um, the first and foremost, like we support each other and we care for one another and we want each other to succeed, right? Regardless of how well we're performing. Like there are times where like we're not performing well, but no one on my team is like, I'm going to jump ship because we're not performing well, right? Like I'm going to yeah. go to a different team. They're like, like, like we've been in the highest tier and we've been demoted from the highest tier before. And when we were demoted, no one left, right? They weren't like, it's not for me. I'm going to go to a different team, right? Like I deserve to be a better one. They're like, you know what? Like, like I'm ride or die with this team, right? It is, it is what it is. And there's been teams that there's been other teams that have tried to poach players from my team. They'll hit them up because I know because they'll come back to me and be like, yo, look at this DM from this captain, right? Or like mm-hmm. this guy hit me up or like was chatting to see if I'd be willing to join the team. And they always say no, right? For the most part. I will say for context, my team is called the Cool Cats. 
The original members of the Cool Cats were myself, Chaotic Ace, Craig James, CCO, and our manager, Cochino Mom. And I will say, two of our original members did leave. But for context, it was before Factions was around. Craig James left long ago before Factions was around. And the CCO had never even joined Factions. He, he, he was like pretty much non-competitive. Uh, he was a mascot. He was a mascot. Yeah, he was a mascot until he joined the uh, EU Emperors. Yeah. But anyway, so so I will say it's not like, oh, like no one ever leaves the team, right? Yeah, we have two people leave our team. But for the most part, like that was long before Factions even started. And, you know, ever, since then too, I've really focused on, well, also like when the team formed, like I wasn't even the captain. It was just, we just came together as a group of friends in Orlando. <laughs> that was pretty much it. But um, we, uh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 that's, that's my focus, right? So mm-hmm. this is not a message of Dre Flames or anything, but just anyone that's, you know, looking to try to retain their players. I think those are things you focus on, right? If you try to recruit players that are just really good, here's another problem when you poach players from other teams. If you successfully poach a player, that's always a good thing, right? You're like, oh my gosh, like I got one of the best players of the player I want from another team to join us. That makes you feel real good, right? Yeah. And yes, that is true. Until one day another captain poaches that same player from you and they leave you for a better team. <laughs> like that, like it's nothing wrong with people getting poached and poaching and people choosing to jump ship. But you have to always consider the fact that anyone that you poach from another team, they're also of the mentality that they're more will they're more willing to leave a team to be on a better team. It means that at the same day, like they can someone else can poach them back, right? <laughs> it's like yeah. um, I don't I don't necessarily agree with this statement, but this it, I, like don't draw too many parallels, right? I can see the, this being controversial, but it's like the saying like once a cheater, always a cheater, right? Like as in like 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 if you got in a relationship with someone because they cheat on their ex with you, and that's how you started, like ah, uh, like is it the best way to start a relationship? I don't know. I'm not one to judge. Like do you right? Like it's not like whatever, but. You shouldn't be surprised down the road if they cheat on you with someone else, right? <laughs> because they already cheated on their previous significant other with you. So, you know, yeah. it could happen. Again, don't draw too many parallels. Like, I'm not saying people are cheating on anyone with factions. Like, there's nothing wrong with hopping teams. But I'm just saying, if you ever poach a player, they're also probably more likely to be poached again from your team. Yeah, I mean, I think you could also say if you can't dish it, or if you if you dish it, you got to be able to take it too. Mm-hmm. So like, if you go out and poach, you got to be prepared for your your players to get approached. Yes. You know, if you're willing to go out and adventure, you have to think that other people are also doing the same. And you're right; a lot of factions captains try to put together uh, what we call super teams. You know, and this is not sure. similar from from the <laughs> NBA, right? Yeah. From other sports. There's something yeah, like the Yankees out there, man. Yeah, <laughs> well, the State Warriors. <laughs> and you go find all the best individual players and you say, okay, they're the best individually, so they'll be the best together on the same team. And that's rarely the case. Very yes. rarely does that ever happen. Very good point. Yeah. There's some teams that have really great players, but they just I don't know why they don't work out, right? Sometimes I mean, I, I think we have really good players and sometimes we don't like we don't always play the best, right? So there's many reasons. Just because you have the best players in the world doesn't mean that you're gonna win everything. Yes. Know? Exactly. Especially in Pokemon Go, like anyone could lose, you know. So, um, yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a really great point. So I don't know. It is interesting. I, I I to be fair, like I've poached players. I've tried to poach players before. I've tried to poach three players in total, and two of them declined, and one of them accepted. Right. So mm-hmm. my 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 rule though is, if I ever try to poach you, and you decline, 
there's never going to be a second offer. <laughs> I'm not coming back. You know, sometimes people will say like, hey, should we should we ask them again? I'm like, ship has sailed. Ship has sailed. You know, that's fine. I mean, that's nothing personal, but I'm just like, like for me, like it is loyalty. I agree with Dre Flames. Loyalty is important for me, you know? And like, if if you're not on board, dedicated to cause, that's fine, but just not for me, you know? So... So, so let me ask you this, if yes. you don't mind revealing this, this might be a little private in the team, uh-huh. but when you are scouting players yes. and you don't do it very often, but when you have in the past, mm-hmm. do you consult all the other players as well? Or do you just make the decision and tell them afterwards? Yes. 100. And you know, this is like every captain may feel differently, but uh, 100% for me, I always ask my team. Like, in, in fact, I don't even say like, Hey everyone, like at everyone, my discord, like in the team chat. Here's who I'm considering poaching, vote yes or no. Like, we'll have a whole discussion. We'll say, like, these are players we're considering, why the pros and cons for each of them. Like, and, and if you have any reservations. Because here's the thing I might think, let's say I'm trying to poach you, Speedy, right, from a team. Or even, not even just poaching, like recruiting in general, not even just poaching. Like, if we're going to recruit someone, like DFH was a good example. He wasn't on a team before, so we, we, we brought him on fresh, right? But those good players that aren't on factions already are like kind of rare. There's still some, but not as many, which is why you see so many poaching happening this this time around. Like by now, because factions have been around for so long that a lot of the good players are already on teams. So you kind of have to poach. But even for players that are new and to factions, I always ask my team is like, what are your thoughts on this? What do you know about them? Right. Just be honest. It's okay if you don't like them. Just let me know why. Right. Or if you like them, let me know why. Because I only know so much about everyone, right? I I don't interact with everyone on the same level. And there's easily, there might be times where someone else has had a really great experience or really bad experience with someone, and I don't know about it, right? So if I don't bring that up, like if they don't bring it up to the table and I don't ask them, then we could be signing yourself up for like a really bad time. So I make sure that everyone is on board, not like majority, like everyone needs to be on board. If any person is not on board on my team, Right, even if they're on the not on the active roster, like they're usually on the bench or they're taking some time off from factions. Even for those who, if they're not on board, then I don't recruit them. So that's that's how you know. I know obviously my med- methodology is not maybe the same standard that most people take, but for me, like I said, team chemistry is super important, and you don't get better team chemistry than that. So, yeah, um, yeah. So that's I that's feel like. Take on it. I agree with you. I think that's the best approach, right? When you you don't ever want to wake up to a surprise where somebody's mm-hmm. at it and you're like, oh yeah, I had a really terrible experience with this person. Caleb didn't tell me they were adding them and they just ended up in the group and now I have to work with them for the next nine to 12 weeks. And that is not a good time. So I agree with you. And, and whenever I look at something like uh, my own streams or if I build a project like GBLA, my uh, my focus, especially on the early scenes or the early moments of it is on culture. I want to make sure that I get the culture right. If there's ever a dilemma, I want to make sure that I address how to talk about it uh, up front the first time and that there's always a consistent approach to how things get done. Mm -hmm. That way everyone knows what to expect and there's no uh, questions, there's no deviations and nobody has, you know, space to get upset because they already know like this is how it's going to be and if we want to change those methods if we want to adjust then we can talk about it as a team and we can choose a new path forward but i cannot express enough like if you're 
starting your infection team, or maybe you're getting into infections, um, or maybe you're getting into this next cycle of infections, and you want to have like a new look, a new feel to your team. It's so important to set that culture within the first few days or the first few weeks, so that people know what to expect. Because if you can expect something, then it really reduces uncertainty, and uncertainty can lead to a lot of other problems, tons yes. of other problems. Yes, agreed, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the main thing, you know, and I'm not, you know, my way or Speedy's way is not like necessarily the best way here or there, right? Every captain can lead how they want to. And some people might be like, man, you all take this way, way too seriously. It's just a game. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. You know, like I, t- I take everything I do seriously for the most part, like hate on it if you want, but it is how I build the chemistry yeah. of my team. And it's worked so far. It's great, you know? And here's the thing also. I think everyone's going to make mistakes and stuff like that too. So my word of advice is it's always, it's never a fun time to be on a team where you feel like if you don't perform well, you're like, you're in a bad spot, right? You can get yelled at or like you're going to be off the team, right? Like for, for me and my teammates, like if someone performs bad, they get swept, whoever, like we support them, right? Because they're feeling bad. They already feel like there's no way they're not feeling bad about it, right? They feel bad because it doesn't feel good to get swept by anyone, but also you also feel like you let your team down, right? That's the kind of teammates we have, like they care about it, right? And so at that time, like they already feel bad about it. There's no need to make them feel worse, you know? That's when you support them and stuff. And a lot of times, if someone gets swept, I don't even care, right? Like if you get swept, you could, if you could play next week and you, you know the meta better than anyone else, you're playing next week, right? Unless you don't want to play. Because for me, I'm like, that person's hungry for for redemption, right? Like when I got swept earlier this cycle, I'm like, not only did I play the following week, I mean, I played every single week of action to be fair. <laughs> like I actually haven't taken a single week off, which is kind of wild. But um, but I I not only played the same exact uh the next week, I ran the same exact team. I was like, I know I didn't get swept because of my team. I just played really poorly and I was lazy about my practices and my preparation and I know I could do better and I you know I end up winning the following week but like I know like because after I get swept like I know it's like I got more motivation I'm you saw in Scarlet and Violet right after you yeah, destroyed exactly. me last week I'm like I'm coming back with a vengeance you know <laughs> you, you, you're not going to catch me in my pants down anymore speedy <laughs> like like <laughs> Ash Ketchum is going to beat Gary Oak this week and I think a lot of people feel that way so I think um I think that is probably, yeah, I don't know. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. The, and the and I agree with you. I, I think that's also part of your culture though. That's the part of the culture that you establish at the cool cats. And that's mm-hmm. why it, it has worked. Uh, yeah. Nobody ever wants to feel like they're at, at a job. And if they mess up in the office, then they're going to get yelled at by their boss. Yeah. Nobody likes that. There's mm-hmm. not a single person I can think of that likes that uh, unless they, you know, are a little bit off kilter, but um. Yeah, honestly, man, yeah, it depends on the culture that you said. And I can't, again, can't express enough how important that is to get that right. Because once it's established, once people think that they can do certain things, it's much, much harder to change their minds than it is to just tell them up front, this is how Mm -hmm. we do things here. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, But anyway, so that's kind of my whole spiel about that. Um, I think it was a great topic that Dre Flames brought up. You know, obviously mm-hmm. people have different thoughts on it. Some people are like, eh, whatever it is, what it is. But other people are like, like, yeah, I agree with you. I wish my teammates were more loyal and stuff. And that's just how I run run the ship. Who knows? Maybe all my teammates hate my guts and they don't, they're too scared to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. It's what it is, you know. But 
Um, but it's a cool, it's a it's an interesting dynamic too. I mean, I think the thing that frustrates my teammates the most is they're they're waiting for these freaking jerseys that I'm like, all right, all right, other teams are doing jerseys. I guess we can do jerseys. And a lot of them are going to San Diego regionals in January. So we're Ooh. trying to hopefully get it by then, but I don't know. I've been kind of a little slow on it myself. So um December's a busy month, man. I don't know. They're probably on December back order. Is. Yeah, you're right. Shoot. <laughs> Yeah, I want to roll up as a squad, you know, um, in San Diego. I mean, our our team is also fairly small. Like we have, like it's just our team, and that's it. Like some some people have like A team, B team, C teams, like a whole freaking franchise, right? Like I'm like, what's going on? I was like, I I actually don't know because part of me I was like, is there perks like that I'm not aware of as a captain? I was like, is there perks to owning like three or four different factions? Like I'm so confused, right? Some people they have like feeder teams and everything, like a whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's wild. I feel like I'm more, I more, we're lacking behind. But like, I, I get it, though, because some people are like, oh, my gosh, there's so many good free agents. We got to pick them up. We don't have enough people for 10 people on the roster. And yeah, uh, I'm like, or, or nine or whatever. I don't remember what it is. But I'm just like, yeah, we can't pick up any more people. I always tell my team, they'll recommend people. I'm like, dude, it's great that you're saying this. Like, I'm not even opposed to poaching some of these people that you're recommending, but we're full. And unless someone quits... We're full. Like, I'm not going to force someone else to sit on the bench for a whole, like, couple months just to make space for someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, yeah, I was like, you know what? We're good. No new friends, you know? We're, we're good where we're at. Um, <laughs> I always say, too, because some people will bring up names, and I was like, and they're like, I'm willing to sit out for a couple months for this person to play. And that's fine. Like, I appreciate them being selfless for the team to recruit new talent and stuff. But I always ask them, I'm like, are they a lot better than you? Like, are they significantly better than you? And a lot of times they'll be like, uh, I want to say significantly better. Like, I could take a couple games off them here, there, and stuff. I'm like, okay, and then what do we replace? Like, what's the point of benching you for, like, it's like it's like if you're capped on your, on your team for, like, the NBA or something, right? And you're going mm-hmm. to try to recruit someone else, and LeBron's like, oh, I'm going to take, a bench, uh, take, take the bench for a whole season for this. But if they're not that much better than LeBron or they're the same level, what's the point? <laughs> like, why would you, like, why sit him, right? you know yeah so it, it sounds like it sounds like it's about focus right uh-huh. if you're yeah. if your current roster is focused on their objective then yeah, yeah. put them in there every single week exactly. or you know if they have a down week for example like the best teams in the nfl if they have a star receiver who drops you know two or three passes in a the game they don't just bench them the rest of the season yeah that's just not how it works yeah yeah this uh it's 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 uh it's good to keep a strong group i think you know, yeah, there's a lot of value to it. Our team is also not regional. I will say that is a tough thing to do. You know, shout out yes. to Dre Flames and SoCal Swablus and like Chicago Stars and Evan Stonks, all these regional teams that try to pick teams, uh, players from the regional, like region. It's not easy because I mean, yeah, there's a lot of great players in Southern California, but there's only so many to pick from. And, you know, not all of them are going to be on your team necessarily, right? Maybe if you combine all of like Southern California, maybe, but. Like, I'm in SoCal, I'm not on the team, right? Lima Lime's not on the team. Ramberto's not on the team, right? Like, SoCal Swamp Blue. So, yeah. it's like, you know, their pool gets, you know, watered down. Not watered down, but, like, their options are limited, right? Yeah, the pool dries up. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah. all, I'm all about diving into the ocean instead, you know. Endless, <laughs> endless water. <laughs> Blue <laughs> ocean. Blue ocean, yeah. Caleb. Right here. Exactly. That's how I found DFH. The ocean on the other side of the world. <laughs> I was saying, dude, I thought cats hated water. 
What's going on? You know, I'd be seeing some weird videos of cats like swimming and stuff. Like cats are just strange. I don't understand. They are, man. You never know. You never know. Yeah. A lot of people oh, in my oh. team do have cats. Not all of them. Some of them have dogs. But. Only uh, only cool cats like swimming across the ocean to pick up players. <laughs> Yo, if, this, if there's another DFH out there, I'll swim across the ocean again. <laughs> but no, DFH is once once uh, one of a kind. Anyway, we talked a lot. I don't know. Do you have any final words? This is the, Dude, no. the uh, last podcast you'll have, Bearded. I mean... I'll grow something back in a couple of weeks, but yeah, I guess. I mean, next week we might have video too, so we get to see the fresh, fresh shade, fresh cut, you know, everything. everything. We might. But no, yeah. dude, uh, honestly, it's been great to be back. I love that we have uh, Scarlet and Violet to also play as well, to uh, oh. have another competitive outlet. and the weekly, dude, too. I love these weekly showdowns. Yeah, me too. It, it, it also, like, pushes us, right? Pushes uh-huh. us to uh, get better at the game and learn more about VG, which is so critical. Uh, because I feel like now that Pokemon Go is part of the big, the big three, the big four mm-hmm. of the major titles, I think we need to step up our game as Pokemon players in general, not just Pokemon Go. But uh, yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to the upcoming events. Uh, LAIC was uh, unforgettable, and we have more regionals coming up and more bets to do. We got a whole new GBL season of bets that we need to make. Yo, dude, so much going on. This, this is what I'm saying, you know, like. I don't got time to get married. I got Pokemon to worry about. <laughs> you know, you find the balance of stuff, hard work, man. Right? It's, it's not for me. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You never know what, what the future Look at Ash Ketcher, man. He's just like tw- like 10 years old for life playing Pokemon. Like, no, no other responsibilities in the world. I, I saw the funniest post on Twitter. Well, ready for this? It. Yeah, I'm ready. Ash Ketchum is every employer's ideal candidate. 13 years old with 25 years of experience. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> oh, it's real, it's real. That's so, that's so real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back when I was like applying to different jobs, like that was the hardest thing. We're like, oh, you need like five years of job experience to work this entry level job. I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, how do I get the job experience if I ain't going to get hired? Like, I don't uh-huh. understand. It's exactly. like a conundrum, you know. The bar's so high, though. I mean, I get it because there's so many people that want jobs. So, like, but it's just, yeah, it's just weird. But yeah. Anyway, know. it's um, like a whole other kid worms. But yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that was great. That was great. I love it. You gotta share the tweet with me. I'm gonna retweet it or something. Um, okay. If you, if you can find it, but um, I completely agree with you though. Playing the main series game, it not only is like a whole another set of things to learn, but I feel like I'm learning so much about Pokemon because like. Like I was like, I was like, how does this move work? Like now, I completely get why. Whenever there's a new move introduced in Pokemon Go, a lot of people already know what's about to do, right? Be like, oh yeah, like close combat's going to debuff you, right? It makes sense, right? It would do the MPP, and because it debuffs you in the main series game, right? And so you you already have the expectation of certain moves doing certain things, and it's just interesting. It's very complicated. There's a lot of components to it, but I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, I do feel like I'm kind of like a fish out of water, but no better way to learn than that. And I will say, shout out to Delta Airlines and Latam Airlines yes. when I was doing it because I don't know if you're thinking what I'm thinking, but these seats, they got outlets underneath now and you just plug it in and you could just keep grinding through on your Switch. Like it's been a good time. And that's uh, that's something that we definitely didn't have as kids, but I've been loving the outlets. 
What about you? Dude, absolutely. I mean, I actually uh, just plugged in my Switch just a few minutes ago, and I have to charge here in the uh, hotel lobby. But yeah, as soon as you get on the airplane on Delta, man, just plug right in. Mm -hmm. And then because I'm a T-Mobile customer, I get free in-flight Wi-Fi. Yes, me too. I'm T-Mobile as well. I didn't realize that until I was flying back. I was like, wait, I get free Wi-Fi? I was like, bro, I was using free Wi-Fi on the way to London. Come on, man. man, Yeah, because you all were on Discord and Twitter. I was just like, how are you all doing this? Like, I've been just stuck like... I'm in like a black hole of like like nothing, you know. I don't know what's going on until I open up my phone when I land. Shoot, man. Yeah, there we go. Maybe that's the play. Yeah, I was definitely talk- like smack talking some people on Twitter uh, on Discord when I realized that. The more I logged in, I was like, man, I'm gonna smack talk some people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. But no, yeah, that's something. Yeah, I mean, T-Mobile doesn't usually have perks, but it's a nice perk. I will give them that. It's, it's nice pretty perk. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It's been a long one. I feel like we say this every time. It's been a long one, but it's been a good one. And, yeah. you know, congratulations again to you, Speedy, for you and Morita and uh, a lovely future. You know, I guess I, the real question is, we we know King and Cindy had a wedding. Also, two people that met through Pokemon Go. Is the wedding theme going to be, like, Pokemon-themed as well? Is it going to be as Pokemon-themed? Oh, man, I... <laughs> Again, we haven't worked out all the details, but I can <laughs> tell you, based on how well I know her, that uh, she and I both prefer like like very uh, a very classy approach, a very gotcha, like gotcha. I guess you could say highbrow approach. Yes. So if there is a lot of Pokemon, it's going to be subtle. It won't be quite as out in the open. It will be like a like- giant Lapras cake. Yeah, but if you look closely at like your napkin, there might be like a silver uh, etched Lapras on the napkin corner, gotcha, that kind of gotcha. stuff. All it's right. gonna be uh yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Maybe the drinks can be named like Pokemon themed. You know, Dude, but people don't you're know, done. right? People are like, oh, I want I want ready for this ice shard shot, right? And people are like, well, Damn, what's in man. this ice shard, right? And just like that reminds me of a, a party we went to in London. Uh-huh. I mean, if, if oh, you know, you know. True. If yes. you know, you know. Yeah, if you don't know, you should check out my London vlog. <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a good time too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I respect it. You know, I think it's, I mean, I think I'd probably do something similar. Like I don't like, like, yeah. I think I love that King and Cindy went full into the Pokemon theme stuff, but. Oh yeah. Um, Didn't they have like a, a wedding cake that looked like a, a classic wedding cake on the front, but it was Pokemon on the back. I think uh, they did. I, I think so. I actually don't remember what was on the cake. There was so much Pokemon stuff around that. I think they had, yeah. two, maybe they had two cakes. I don't know. I think a lot of wedding cakes <laughs> have two cakes. So yeah, so maybe one was Pokemon, but like they had so much Pokemon stuff. I like it wasn't subtle. It wasn't like half and half. It was like full on, <laughs> like everything. Yeah. yeah, for the most part, maybe not the napkins, but everything else. So, uh, but you know, that's a vibe in itself too. So I assume no Pokemon suit for you. Pokemon suit? No, yeah, no. <laughs> like the one that King was considering. <laughs> dude, super unlikely. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah. Dude. Anyway, well, awesome, great times. People finding love through Pokemon go and stuff it's it's a modern it's a modern world that's something that we would never guess as kids i feel like right right would you ever guess that oh yeah you sent me picture of the cake yeah now i see yeah they have a oh yeah you're right yeah wow you remember this more than better than i do yeah a pokemon cake in the fr- like it's a cur- cake a pokemon on the front and the back side of the po- uh, cake is like curtain so you can't see it yeah like, like a classic yeah kind of cake i like it, I like it. it's pretty i mean dope. honestly that looks like yeah, a nice dude. cake even with the pokemon side to it it really does. Yeah, they did a wonderful job. King and Cindy are the first family of Pokemon Go. They always mm-hmm. will be. So uh, it's a high bar to set, but, you know, we'll do our best. Yeah. I mean, I think 
I don't know. I mean, if you look at the love you all have on Twitter, it's I think I think you've definitely met that bar by by many means. Damn. But all right, yeah. man. Now you now you getting all mushy on me, Caleb. You know, <laughs> I, I'm an honest guy. I say it how it is. You know, it is it is it is what it is. You know, I like it. So you can make a great couple. So thanks, man. Yeah, but anyway, thanks all for tuning in. This has been episode not 35, 75. <laughs> of the Bowcats podcast and the last potentially last ever episode that we're doing without face games so next week I gotta put on some real clothes and stuff but it'll it'll be a good time I think yeah it'll be great dude thanks again I mean this is awesome it's awesome to catch up with you even though I just saw you it feels like uh, we haven't talked in a week lots to talk about every time and uh yeah I hope everybody that, that listened enjoyed it too yeah, stay tuned for next week with some big things coming up this upcoming weekend, and um, you don't want to miss out. So, yep. uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. But have a great one, and we'll see you all next week, Wednesday, 12 p.m., PST, GMT minus eight. And if not, man, we're bad at scheduling, but we'll, we'll, take the, <laughs> we'll take the L on that one if that's the case. I'm saying ahead of time at least. And if you all have any bet ideas like punishments, let us know too. Well, we'll consider them. Yeah. Peace. Peace.